0: Hey everyone, my name is Brandon. And I'm Zach. And welcome to another episode of our awesome Marvel podcast, Mind the Snap.
1: That's right. We are excited to be here. And today we are going to talk about the Marvel series What If.
0: Mm -hmm. So season two of What If came out um, earlier in December. um, And so we kind of had a couple of months to go over and watch those episodes. And uh, so we're here to give our thoughts about that spoiler free and spoiler filled well, I'm us. sorry
1: did you say a couple months it's only been out for like two weeks
0: what you just I guess we're really ju- I guess we're just in the beginning of, of January yes, yeah, so yes I guess it that's is fair. not February yes. I guess that's I guess that's yeah. fair it is really like two two to three weeks yes at this point so don't make
1: it sound like we've slacked that much we the, just slacked a little bit
0: <laughs> the first episode came out right before Christmas it so Yeah. yeah
1: but yes we have watched them all and we are ready to mm-hmm. gab about them yes not to date
0: myself, well, it's, but I do every podcast. I was going to say, I was going to say, it's kind of an episodal thing yes, where you just like is. say something and I'm like... Episodic. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. So All
1: right. So what are your, I guess, let's start with what are your overall mm-hmm. thoughts about mm-hmm. the season as a whole?
0: Well, so I would say What If is never, has never been a bad show in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, it's definitely felt more like a kids or a family show than the, some of the other ones did. Um So I will say that, that it's definitely, like, aimed towards a younger audience. Um, But it's not a terrible show by any means, and they explore some interesting things. I will say their one big weakness is trying to connect every episode. Yes, thank you for saying that. Um, I think that's probably the biggest weakness of the show, is every episode should be self-contained, just like the comics are. Um, and I think that they kind of fall short of that mark because they try so hard to connect everything, especially, we'll get into this when we talk about spoilers, but there's one big thing I want to talk about that they try, well, a couple that they try really hard to like sneak into every episode, mm-hmm. which is silly. Um, but I also think that Marvel has a kind of a misunderstanding about what if is, um, you mean Marvel TV, because I mean, Marvel, Marvel TV, yeah. Knows, but yeah. think about what <clears throat> the interest what was interesting about the comics is what if was always one decision. One right. action that had a different outcome um,
1: of something that we already re- could recognize, yeah, like Secret Wars or something like that, yeah, yeah.
0: Well, like the the um, the really famous one, I think one of the famous ones is an alternate universe where Peter Parker dies on the bridge with Green Goblin instead of Gwen Stacy. Mm-hmm. Well, um, we've talked
1: before about the Clone Switch where they did the right. What If where they switched the clone and Peter Parker and had Peter die instead of the right. clone. Yeah.
0: So I think things like that kind of make an interesting comic because you take something that's instantly recognizable and go, what if it went differently? Right. Um, and I think the show kind of just goes off the wall with that and just goes, what if none of what you know is the case?
1: Yeah, exactly. It's like, what if Spider-Man was had Thor's hammer and was irradiated by Hulk's gamma rays? Yeah. And it's like, well, that doesn't really, that's just a different character at that point.
0: Yeah. Because, I mean, think about like the one where it's like, what if uh, Nebula joined the Nova Corps, which is the right. first episode. That's not really a decision making. You can see right off the bat that there's a whole series of events that changes mm-hmm. in order to make her have the decision to. Oh, it's a totally
1: it different world. Really, yeah. what this is, and maybe maybe they I don't know, maybe "What If" is still the best title for this, but they should maybe clarify. It's more of a multiverse series about yeah. like let's just look at the multiverse. Yeah. As opposed to what if this key decision went differently? Yeah. I don't know how else you would name it. You know, because I think they're looking for brand recognition as well, and everyone knows. Every comic nerd knows what what if is, mm-hmm. so I think they're kind of doing that, but I agree, it's really not, the premise is not what
0: if at all. Because they even have the one of, like, um, what if uh, uh, Kiori reshaped mm-hmm. her world, and I was looking at that one and I was like... There isn't even a Kyori before this. This is a new character, yeah. and there's no what if to it. It's just the Tesseract does a different thing that Tesseract's never done before. And that right. causes this whole offshoot of events over hundreds of years. And I'm like, well, that's not really a what-if scenario. Then that's just an alternate universe where the Tesseract Shattered instead of remaining in whole. Yeah, so I I guess you could consider that a what if, but it doesn't follow any of the actual fallout of the actual what if question. Then at that point,
1: I feel like the title should have been different. If they're going to do that, maybe say something like "What if the Tesseract?" Blah blah blah. You know, like like focus around the Tesseract instead of her because yeah, it it wasn't. She's a new character.
0: Yeah, I mean, not a bad new character, and we'll get into that later, but. Yeah, I just think that they are kind of confused about what if. Mm -hmm. Like, there was also an episode that was like, What if Happy Hogan saved Christmas? Right. It has nothing to do with anything that we've ever seen before. Yeah. So it's like, I feel like they just don't understand what the What If title is supposed to do for Marvel. Correct. I agree.
1: Because, like, I would love an episode, What If Mephisto had not done the stupid One More Day uh, comic.
0: But I I won't go to my (laughs) soapbox again. I promise. Again. For the 30th time in this history (laughs) of this podcast. Um, But yeah, I definitely think like, or like, what if, um, like there's a really weird one in the first season that was like, what if Killmonger saved Tony Stark, which doesn't make any sense because he was nowhere near there at that time during that, the main events of the universe. And so to randomly be like, oh, well he showed up in the Middle East for some reason and saved Tony Stark. It's like, well, that doesn't make any sense because there's not a decision being made there. Yeah. No, change.
1: I agree. Um. I think to, to I guess, shift gears a little bit, I do think one of the things they get right, I do enjoy the animation pretty consistently. Oh, for yeah, episode. for sure. The animation is um, really cool. Yeah, I think that's one thing that it kind of keeps me in the show, really, honestly, because there are some episodes that are pretty bad, I feel like. But the animation is uh, is worth watching a lot of the time.
0: Yeah, it's really cool. It has a similar vibe to, like, Across the Spider-Verse, where mm-hmm. it feels kind of comic-y. It's not quite as blocky as right. Across the Spider-Verse, which is part of what makes that movie unique. But they definitely have kind of a cool comic-y animation yeah. style to it, which is neat.
1: Yeah, it's a little bit cel-shaded. It's a little yeah. bit almost hyper-realistic in places. It's just an interesting mix. It definitely, you feel like it's still a part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, mm-hmm. um, with a few exceptions, like maybe Strange, uh, Doctor Strange. But, mm-hmm. you know, for the most part, I feel like their characters are captured pretty pretty accurately. So, yeah. yeah. Well,
0: And they, they definitely, in the finale episode, try and play with the animation a little bit. I don't know if you noticed that. But they played with the art style quite a bit in that one. I
1: guess I didn't really notice that it was a lot different than the others. Well, just
0: in, like, scenes. So, like, in certain scenes where they were showing, like, mystical powers or something, uh, they would slightly differentiate the animation style okay. so it looked a little more simplistic or a little more cartoony, okay. or more cel shaded, whatever.
1: That's an episode. There's there's two episodes that I'm going to focus on a lot, and that's one of them. The finale? Yeah. I agree. Because yeah. there's
0: one big part in that that I think we should talk about when we get to the yeah. spoilers. Um, but, but, yeah.
1: What other general thoughts do you have? Like, what do you have about... I don't know, the voice actors, without getting into spoilers yet, Mm -hmm. um, you know, things like the voice acting and stuff, what do you feel about stuff like that?
0: Well, so what was really cool is a lot of the voice actors were the actual Mm -hmm. actors that played their characters, like I know Tom Hiddleston was in it, and I'm pretty sure that was Paul Rudd who voiced... Yeah, but I thought we were waiting for the spoilers. um, No, just go for it. um, Not for stuff like that.
1: Listen, listen, when Spider-Man got cut into a million pieces and turned into all (laughs) these little spiders and ran around...
0: Yo, actually, it would be kind of sick if they had Spiders Man yeah. in one of Spider-Man. these. spider Man? You know, that's a good question.
1: Do you think that... Okay, this isn't really a spoiler, I guess. I wouldn't think it is. So, Peter's <laughs> not in this at all. Peter's not in so, this. So, do you think that's because of Sony? That yes. Because Sony partially yeah. owns him? Yeah. yeah.
0: Because think about in the first... The first season came out right when they were still doing all this stuff with Spider-Man. But now that Spider-Man's right... Re- now that Spider-Man did so well and there was that kind of rediscussion between Sony and Marvel, I think they kind of had to be like, we can't... It's it. too bad
1: because I was hoping for a Spider-Man episode. There's so many yeah. what-if comics that deal with Spider-Man that you know I feel like they should do one.
0: But well, and I kind of low-key thought he was gonna pop up in the 16th episode.
1: That's the other episode I want to talk about, but yeah. we'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah,
0: but yeah, I think that the actors were pretty good. I know Robert Downey wasn't in it but the guy who plays iron he man sounds like sounds him. just like yeah him. he was really good so i was actually kind of impressed by that because yeah. i was like they actually did a good job of recasting him
1: of, of the people who weren't the originals i feel like mm-hmm. he was probably the best like a lot of the others yeah. um you know they have some uh, captain america stand in and they have a stand-in for black widow yeah and i feel like both of them were just kind of meh and not really sounding anything at all like the originals but mm-hmm. they nailed it with tony stark
0: yeah. yeah, I think it's just because he has such a recognizable voice. Yeah, that like if you find someone who can mimic that, you pretty much have it down. Yeah, but yeah, it was definitely definitely a good good switch mm-hmm. since we couldn't get Robert. But
1: I, I was surprised though how many of them showed up. Like like mm-hmm. other, pretty much that other than that, all the other major characters were were voiced by their original people. Yeah, which is pretty crazy, honestly.
0: Yeah, that is cool. Yeah, cause we had people like Chris Hemsworth and stuff yep. in, in yeah, the he voice was, cast, right? Yep, yeah so.
1: yeah pretty much anyone else i was thinking that i was thinking through that like of the, they even had jeremy renner um and all the original avengers came back even if they only had one or two lines they voiced them <laughs> which so. is
0: kind of neat because i think a lot of them still have a love for the franchise mm-hmm. and so it's cool that they get to still be able to give back to some of those yeah level earth projects so yeah. it's kind of neat
1: um let's see anything else you want to cover in general terms
0: well, I mean, what are your kind of thoughts? Because we kind of talked about my thoughts about it. What are your overarching thoughts about uh, I the, mean, the season?
1: Yeah, I mean, I agree a lot with what you're saying. I don't know that I have anything really massively different to add. Um, I, it, the parts of it were better than I thought. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I really was not a huge fan of the first season at all. Like, there was a couple episodes that I enjoyed, and for the most part, I just kind of plugged through it. Mm-hmm. Um, this season, I found myself enjoying probably parts of almost every episode. There were definitely some episodes that overall I thought were really weak. Um, but there were parts of it that made me smile or I thought, Oh, that was cool. You know, something like that. So I, I, for the most part, I enjoyed it. It was fine. You know, um, it's not blowing any, you know, it's not blowing my brain in any way, shape or form, but, um, it it had some fun moments.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Uh, so definitely if you get a chance, um, Give it a watch if you want to. Uh, it's not anything super groundbreaking. Right. But it's not, It's we're not as disappointed in it as we were at a Secret Invasion. Let's put it that oh, way. Oh, yeah. No, no, so. no. <laughs> Very
1: few shows are going to be as bad as Secret Invasion, honestly. Um, yeah. And one thing, we'll get to this in the spoiler section, but I, they're they're doing a good job of trying to make it matter, mm-hmm. even though it's a what-if series. And we'll talk about why when we get there. But um, I, I did I did think that was good, that they're trying to tie it in, in a way, to the Marvel Cinematic Universe at large, um, which was good. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Cool. All right. So we'll take a short break, and when we come back, we'll jump into spoilers. So if you want to avoid those, uh, be warned, we're about to hop into those. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And we'll be right back. All right, we are back, and we are going to be covering What If in depth now, so we're going to hop into spoilers, so you've been warned. Um, sign out now, last chance. All right, let's get to it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so um, do we want to kind of cover episode by episode, or how do you want to do that?
0: Uh, I mean, yeah, we can. We can kind of give a... Because there's, what, nine episodes? Yes. Um, so, I mean, what do we what do we think about... Let You know what? Let's do that. Okay. Let's start going episode by episode, and if we rabbit trail, we rabbit trail. Okay. That's what it is.
1: All right, so the first one is, what if Nebula joined the Nova Corps? Right. Okay.
0: Um, thoughts on that one? Um, I think we talked about this a little off the air. Howard the Duck was fun. Howard the Duck was fun. But I think the rest of the episode was pretty weak. Yeah. Um, Other, so, aside from the cyberpunky looking designs, those were kind of cool.
1: Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I mean, they very much adapted a Blade Runner uh, feel to the episode. There's a lot of steampunk slash Blade Runner stuff going on. Um, you know, it was a little derivative just because of that, but it was, it was fun to see in the Marvel Universe context, I guess, in the same way that, like, you know, the noir series is fun to see. Marvel, you know, run through a noir filter. Same thing here. It was kind of fun. Um, I want to get back. I'll, I'm going to come back to Nebula later when we start talking about some of the other episodes that deal with, Agent, or with uh, Captain Carter. Um, so we'll put a pin in that. But Nebula was a character. This version of Nebula is a Nebula that I can get behind. Um, I did like what they did with her character as far as making her kind of, um, I, she, she, she owned her storyline in a way that I feel like the Nebula Marvel universe character, cinematic universe character does not do. So I like
0: that. Yeah. Interesting. I know mm-hmm. that's an interesting point. Um, I definitely think that if they wanted to do a cyberpunk thing, they definitely should have gone with Miguel O'Hara. Um, because as <laughs> much as I like,
1: I, I don't think they have the rights to him.
0: Probably not. But as much as I liked, um, Across the Spider-Verse, I was a little disappointed in how they did his universe, his version of Nueva York. Um, And so I feel like if they did a straight-from-the-comics gritty, um, kind of cyberpunk, uh, bleak uh, 2099 Mm Spider-Man, I think that kind of would resonate differently. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think they tried to mimic that kind of style with this one. Mm -hmm. Um, So, I mean, yeah, it wasn't a terrible episode. I definitely was laughing at the fact that they try and use two characters in almost every episode and it's Korg and Captain Carter. Right. They try and use the two of them in almost every episode of the season. Right. And I think that's really funny but they were really trying to use Korg because they just popped him in for some random reason. The Guardians were there for some random reason.
1: Well, I think what they were trying to show because, I mean, obviously Nebula's most... Aside from the Avengers team-up movies mm-hmm. maybe it was probably most closely associated with the guardians yeah so i think that they were trying to create some connective connective tissue there with with the guardian movies um i didn't mind that part i even didn't mind Korg in this one um i actually thought it was pretty funny uh-huh. um and i don't mind his character i think they came just to the line of using him too much in the series like i was just starting to go okay Korg again and, but but i you know i enjoyed it for the most part so i was okay with that yeah but um yeah, I think that's why they did. I, I think we commented offline too. I actually really like this version of the Guardians that they ended up having at the end there, yeah. uh, where they had they had what they had Korg, they had uh, Howard the Duck, they had Nebula, um, Meek. Was yeah, it one?
0: Meek was the yeah from Thor Ragnarok. Yeah,
1: um, and I just thought, and, and of course Groot, um, and I thought that was kind of a cool mix. I enjoyed that. Like I'd watch a live action movie with those characters. I think. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah, it was um it's definitely fun. I just think that the biggest thing was probably that um the way they changed. Like I think for me it was just that they changed the whole storyline in a way that didn't I, I guess it all goes back to like the what if thing that like I'm like they they tried to to start a franchise based on a comic series and then they kind of took it and ran with it into like what you were talking about a multiversal saga. <laughs> um but what that did is it it kind of made room for whatever they wanted to do right um instead of being like this takes place in the current universe just with a slightly different mm-hmm. course of action with nebula let's say well then cord wouldn't be on the Nova homeworld right because he would be on sakaar so. right
1: no 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 I totally agree with you and, and I get what you're saying and I think it was a really good comment when you said it shouldn't be one decision you know point that changes because I think that is an yeah. accurate way to describe the comics. Um, And, yes, that would make a better synergy with the What If title. It's just that's the direction. They're they're not going that direction in this. Which
0: is whatever, because if they want to explore, I like that they get to explore the multiverse and explore different things. It's just I get hung up on the What If title a lot when I'm watching these. Yeah. is the only issue.
1: Now, I will say something, too. We mentioned Howard the Duck. Seth Green as Howard, I think, oh, is really, really great. brilliant. And I would love to see him voice the character in live action as well. 100%. I don't know if that will happen if we'll ever get a live action Howard the Duck again, but um, it was definitely fun.
0: Yeah. Yeah, he's a good choice for that. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. um
1: did, what did you make it I don't know if you saw the controversy which I think was really funny about Groot and the fact that it's not Vin Diesel voicing him for the first time so there was an article that had a big headline that's like Vin Diesel doesn't voice Groot for the first time ever <laughs> and I'm like did you look at the cast because like Iron Man wasn't voiced by by um, Robert Downey for the first time Why ever are you either making such a fuss Why about Vin Diesel <laughs> yeah but there was a big deal apparently that he wasn't voicing
0: Groot so Groot is the one character that pretty much anyone can voice because right. you just slap a vocoder on him anyway so yeah. it's like yeah who there's cares? really yeah. not a, it doesn't matter it's funny that they got vin diesel to do it but when you're doing little shows like this i feel like it doesn't really right. matter who places him
1: i am sure when they were doing the recording he was probably working on fast and the furious so he probably wasn't available oh yeah that's true yeah. because
0: yeah fast and the furious did come out not that long ago, yeah so that'd be my guess yeah all right anything else on that episode not really. It was kind of just a meh episode for yeah, me. Yeah, the
1: plot was very cut and dry. There was nothing yeah. surprising about it. it. Yeah, it was very paint-by-numbers on that side.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, I mean, it wasn't a terrible episode, and it had fun right. moments. So, yeah.
1: I think when we're done, let's try to go back and just say what was our favorite episode and what our least favorite one was. Maybe let's do that sure. and think about it. So, all right. Episode two, um, what if Peter Quill attacked Earth's Mightiest Heroes? I had a big problem with this episode until almost the end.
0: Okay, so I actually <laughs> thoroughly enjoyed this one. Okay. <laughs> um, this was actually probably—I mean, we'll get to this at the end, obviously—but this is, if not my favorite episode, one of.
1: Really. Them. Yeah.
0: Okay. Because I thoroughly enjoyed seeing kind of the older versions of the superheroes. Um, my uh, seeing Michael Douglas back as Hank Pym mm-hmm. killed it. He killed it, and it was really fun to see that. And. Um, we got to see T'Chaka mm-hmm. uh, back in action, and they for some reason they had Goliath in it, which was a funny choice, but it is what it is. Right. Um,
1: well, I think that they were trying to do Ant-Man type synergy characters, right? Characters yeah. that could grow or shrink. Yeah.
0: Right. Um, but I kind of liked it. It was a different tone, mm-hmm. and they had a lot of references to the, the Avengers of modern they time. They did. Um, I think Bucky Barnes was really fun in this episode, because got, we got to see him back in kind of his Winter Soldier era. Mm-hmm. Um, so all of that was... Wow. Bless you. Excuse me. A lot of that was really fun to see. Um, So, I don't know. I thought it was really cool. Um, It was fun to kind of take the Avengers back to a different era because I kind of like when they do that. Mm -hmm. They're like, what if the Avengers were formed at a different time? Right. We get to see different characters work together. Right. so, I don't know. I liked it.
1: I think I, I do normally like that. I think I would have separated the two episodes, though, because to me, and I watched them the same night, those two. So, maybe it was this that I watched them back to back. But, like, I'm like, okay, we have a new Guardians. Now we have a new Avengers. Like, you know, I feel like they might have separated them and done a little better on not making it seem like it was the same type of story again. Yeah. Um, but I agree that normally I do like seeing, like, you know, ancient Avengers or futuristic Avengers. I mean, that is fun to play with. Yeah. Um, what did you think... So the, the reason I had a problem with it is I didn't at first understand why Peter Quill would just randomly start attacking Earth. And they did address it at the end where they basically say it's not actually Peter, it's Ego. Um, but I felt a- annoyed through the first like half of it at least. Like, why would Peter be violently attacking all of these planets? Um, didn't, I didn't feel like they gave enough foreshadowing that it would be Ego. I mean, it makes sense. I think
0: they... Well, they kind of addressed early on that it was ego controlling him because he was a, it was Peter Quill as a celestial. And then we see that um, right after the theme song mm-hmm. plays, we see you had to talk about what happened about how he was taken from Earth. Right. But he was given to Ronan and then in turn given to ego. And ego trained him but and sent him out to do things. Right.
1: But that's the part where I felt like they didn't foreshadow. What they foreshadowed was. This is why Peter Quill is doing all this, because he got taken from Earth, he got moved around, he got sent to his father too early in his development cycle, you know, at his young age. His father trained him to do bad things and then sent him out and did it. That's what I took from that. And so I'm like, why would Peter, though, just because he's a kid who got raised by Ego, just randomly start attacking planets? I I didn't get that Ego was literally controlling him through the eggs or whatever. Like that part didn't come out until the end of the episode well they were, he wasn't
0: really controlling him per se i wouldn't say
1: i thought that i thought there's a line on that um because i thought it
0: was just that he was sending him to because he the planets with the seeds on them he was sending peer to hmm
1: maybe i misunderstood I that part know. then
0: i don't really remember that episode it's been a while since i watched that one it's yeah like a week now
1: because because all i know is it just felt weird to me like it felt weird that Peter would be the one doing it you know without anyways yeah well it kind
0: of felt like just because he was a kid he was just listening to whatever because I mean think about it it was his dad telling him what to do and so I feel like he was just kind of doing whatever his dad told him to because he didn't know any better until he realized that he was like this is my home world and I I love this place I care about this place my mom cared about this place and then because he also found out in that episode about ego putting the tumor in his mom's brain, right. and that kind of sets him off right. as well against his father. So I think it just takes it, it takes some time yeah. for him to to realize what's going on. So that's I think fair, I guess. controlling is kind of a loose term because I feel like yeah, ego's kind of controlling him, but I don't think it's in a literal sense. Okay. I think it's more of a like bad father sense mm-hmm. almost. Um, okay,
1: all right, I'll buy that. I and mean, yeah. I still I still felt a little weird about the episode, but yeah, fine. I get it, it. It wasn't one of my favorite, but I think that's interesting. It was one of yours. Um,
0: I liked it. Yeah, I liked it. Um, I also thought it was kind of cool to see because this one felt like a what if episode because it was a what if yeah. it was what essentially what if Yondu gave him over to Ronan right. instead of taking him in right and so we got a completely different version of Peter Quill from one decision mm-hmm. and that's I think what was interesting is because it's like we got a whole different universe because of one decision yeah that's what what if is right me. right so this one felt solidly like a what if episode and I think that's why I liked it okay. as well
1: fair I, yeah. I like that I and mean, I like your explanation of it yeah uh, anything else on that one? Oh, not really. It was cool. Yeah. All right. Let's get to the third one. I think there's probably a little bit more to talk about on this one. Um, mm-hmm. What if Happy Hogan Saved Christmas? This one was really hyped by Marvel going into this. Yeah. Um, what? Ha- let's start with you. How do you feel like it went versus the hype maybe?
0: <laughs> so this is kind of the one that I was thinking we should probably talk about um, is Happy Hogan's The Freak. So that's what they're calling his Hulkifier. Oh, okay. They're I'm calling like, what it- are you talking about? Okay. They're calling it the Freak. Okay. Um and I'm not sure I don't remember him ever being in the comics.
1: The Freak? No, goodness no. no. Yeah,
0: um but- and so I think that this is like their attempt to do another original character Mm -hmm. and so when they do whenever they do that they try really hard to make them a big part of everything Mm -hmm. and so we see in other episodes that Happy's in that he has the freak personality underneath all of a sudden and I'm like that doesn't make sense because this what if universe is supposed to be an alternate universe where he becomes the freak but they
1: address that in the ninth episode true That, that, that they're, I'm sorry, not the ninth episode, in the 1602 episode. Yeah. That these are specific characters being pulled in from their timelines into that one. Yeah. Yeah. But,
0: so I just was like, yeah, it was just kind of like.
1: I get what you're saying. The freak thing was a little weird. At first, I thought I was going to be just playing for comedic effect. And then when the fact that he actually seems to be a permanent part of his character now. Yeah. Was a little strange. Because I'm a
0: little worried they're going to tie that into his character in the MCU and like have. Like, oh, in like, I don't know. Because, you know, we know that Captain America Brave New World, or whatever yeah. it's called now, is going to feature the Hulks mm-hmm. in it. And so I'm a little worried they're going to be like, look who else is a Hulk? Happy Hogan. And I mean, be like, maybe. please no.
1: I, I think if we see any, here's my theory if we see any overlap between the What If cartoon and the real MCU, it's not going to be till Secret Wars. Yeah. That'd I be my like that. that they're trying to pull across another, like, Captain Carter version and maybe something else, you know, whoever mm-hmm. makes it from that series. Um, you know, I think Kalani's probably a big, um, uh, chance to get pulled into live action as well. Isn't that Kalani? Is that her name? Did I get the name wrong? Kahori. Kahori. Thank you. Yes. Kahori could get pulled through to the Marvel, the MCU mm-hmm. as well. Um, I can see that. For because sure. she's, she's really, from social media, she seems to be really a big hit, um, uh, with yeah. people. So. Well, they
0: already added her into a bunch of the Marvel, like, mobile games and stuff. Oh, did they? they like, she's already in Future Fight. She's already in Contest of Champions. Right. She's already in, uh strike force and i believe she's coming to marvel snap as well so i think yeah. they're literally like oh she did well for an episode here it's, she is in everything it's
1: grogu all over again yeah yeah uh, exactly
0: but yeah. i mean i think this has a chance to be good because i liked her character a lot mm-hmm. um so i don't think there's anything bad about that i think it's just funny that, oh, like no, marvel no, seems to be doing the thing where like they've been struggling so much that when a character does well they're like mark it mark it mark yeah. it.
1: <laughs> i don't think it's anything bad i just think that's when we'll see them yeah, yeah i don't think we'll see them before that but i could be wrong
0: yeah, yeah. no i agree i agree yeah
1: uh, okay, so going back to this episode, I did have to give them a little mm-hmm. bit of prop. There was a lot of humor in this episode, and yeah. I think a lot of it worked. Um, I enjoyed um, the whole reference to Hulk Hogan. I thought that was funny. Yeah. Um, you know, that's a nice little wordplay there um, that they did. And I really liked um, Kat Dennings. I really thought she did a great job in this really? episode. I did. I was actually the opposite. She got really, really
0: over the top for me, because <laughs> oh, I wasn't I- a big fan of her in One Division. I felt like she did good, but I was like, after like the end of the season, I was like, all right, that's enough for now. Mm-hmm. And then I felt like they brought her in this episode just because people, because Marvel thinks that she's a really good character to have because, mm-hmm. I mean, she's been in a bunch of the stuff now. And so I was like, I mean, it's she did fine. Mm-hmm. It wasn't anything against her. It's just her character gets really annoying to yeah. me after a while. Sure.
1: No, I thought she was, I thought she was fine. And, yeah. and, I think I messaged you when I was watching it, and I said, you know, is this trying to be Die Hard? And then eventually, I'm glad they finally just leaned into it. Like, at yeah. first, it was like they were just trying to be cagey with it, and I'm like, really? You're basically copying the plot of Die Hard? And then they finally were just like, no, this is Die Hard. So I was like, okay. Maybe as long the, as the thing where he's it, crawling through the vents and stuff right, like that, and I'm like, right. yeah. It's fine if it's done on purpose. I just, at first, was like, are they just ripping it off? Or, you know, yeah. Um, but it was it was a fun episode. I, um, I like the... Um, uh, the use of kind of the way they use the Avengers, I thought it was funny that that you know some of them were well, basically quite a few of them were unavailable when when uh, Happy was calling them. Yeah. And kind of the different reasons why they were unavailable, I thought that was clever. Yeah. Um, and I did like the final shot of them all basically in action against him for like two seconds mm-hmm. um, with Thor showing up late. I thought that was kind of funny. Um, yeah. So I, I enjoyed the, the the humorous parts of the episode.
0: Yeah. Well, it was fun to see the old Avengers together. Yes, again. Yes, really was. You
1: know? And and it really told me, it made me realize how much I missed them as a yeah. group. Like seeing them all together, was like, oh, they actually worked really well together, and you know, it was enjoyable to watch them. And yeah,
0: yeah, it is kind of sad because then you're like, it makes you want to rewatch the 2012 Avengers because yeah. they just meshed so well. And you're like, I just miss them. Yeah, and I miss I mean, them it,
1: so much. It kind of illustrates where Marvel's problem is right now in that their newer actors, with with a few exceptions, Tom Holland, Tom Holland, and probably uh, Miss Marvel.
0: Um, oh, I'm in Volani's very good.
1: But other than that, I don't know they really have a lot of strong, younger, well not younger is not even the right word, but newer Avengers. Oscar Isaac. Yeah, I, you know me, I love Moon Knight, but I wasn't sold with that version of it completely. So sad by that. I'm yeah. very sad about that, but that's um, okay. So anyway, my point being is like, there's only a few that I'd be like super excited about. Oh cool, they're teaming up. I just haven't seen yeah. anyone like, it's not the same. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I think it'd be cool to see Tom and I'm in mm-hmm. team up their characters. I think that'd be really cool.
1: Yeah. I mean, it'll be interesting to see what they do with mm-hmm. the Avengers team up, how they handle that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, I, I would also say, I would also argue Kate Bishop is in that group as well.
1: She's not bad. Yeah. Um, but I don't get as like excited about seeing her on screen as some of the others. Oh, really?
0: Know? I really liked her.
1: Character yeah. I mean, she's enjoyable, but like, she doesn't have the same like acting punch as like Tom or, or what's the, what's the actress that, I, I mean. Um, Iman am in Volani. I mean, yeah. The same punch as far as their acting
0: style, I don't yeah. think. You know. But No, I get that. I uh, get that.
1: Yeah. Um, cool. Okay. Anything else on that one?
0: Uh not really. I think it was probably just like a throwaway episode. There was funny parts, but like overall it was kind of
1: Well, it might have been slightly overhyped. I think Marvel yeah. hyped it a little too much going in. Um, it would have been better to be a surprise, I think, if people would have been like, Oh, that's a really funny episode, versus this is the episode you have to watch if you're gonna watch what if and
0: And then they kind of just didn't really advertise it any of their episodes. It was just that one. Right. And I was like, I mean, there were a lot more better episodes in yeah. the season, but that's okay. Yeah.
1: All right. So let's talk about the fourth episode, okay. which is what if Iron Man crashed into the Grandmaster?
0: Right. And so this one was actually kind of interesting, too, because this one was actually supposed to be slated for season one.
1: Yes, correct.
0: Right. So this is one that was scrapped.
1: Do we know why it got scrapped? I was wondering that.
0: Um, I can't remember. There was something that happened, um, but it either one of the actors wasn't available or the animation wasn't done or something, okay. but. It, or the runtime was too long, but it got scrapped because we we saw that world's version of Gamora pop in. Right. And with zero context. Right. And so I think they, they had to go back and kind of because even in that we saw when the Watcher pulled her to help him, we saw that version of Iron Man and mm-hmm. that version of Korg mm-hmm. before he plucked her out of that universe. So I think it was interesting that like um they had to go back and like redo that episode and
1: well, and I even kind of took from the voiceover from The Watcher that that might have already been recorded before they moved it to season two. Because mm-hmm. the way they kind of said, this is, this is Gamora's story, but it basically implied it was going to be told from a different perspective. The way it was worded just made me think, you know, oh, this would have already been slated. for. I can see where it would have fit into the first season neatly with that voiceover intact. Versus now landing in second season and everyone being like, wait, what? You know, because if you don't really remember the first season that well, then it's kind of like, what's going on, you know, in this one? Yeah. Um, but, okay, but let's talk about the episode itself. What did you think of the episode?
0: I definitely thought there was funny moments. It was great seeing Jeff Goldblum again. Mm-hmm. We love, we love a Grandmaster. Yeah, he did a good job. Yeah. Um, but I definitely think there was. They tried to recreate Thor Ragnarok's level of humor with yeah. it, mm-hmm. and I don't think it quite hit the same marks. It was good. It was funny, mm-hmm. but it didn't quite hit the same nose as Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, for whatever reason.
1: I would agree. This is one that I both think is one of my favorite and probably one of my most hated episodes all at once. <laughs> okay. Because I really want. I had a roller coaster ride through the entire episode. Where I would be like, oh, that's super hilarious. And then the very next thing, I'd be like, okay, that was really dumb. And then I'd be like, oh, this is super hilarious. Okay, that's really stupid. And it just kept going back and forth to me through the whole episode. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it was very derivative. Like, it basically was the podcast, I mean, the uh, pod racing episode. Oh, Obviously, It basically understand. ripped Star Wars pod racing completely off. You know, there was a lot of stuff like that. The, the whole episode was kind of an overlong car chase. Like, there wasn't a lot <laughs> going on in it. Um, but there were some very funny moments, though. Some really good voice acting. Um, I enjoyed seeing Jeff Goldblum as, as uh, the Grandmaster again. Like, I really enjoyed that part. Um, I thought he had some super funny things. I knew I'm going to ask you this because you have a better memory than me, because I'm old. <laughs> um, In Ragnarok, uh-huh. did they already show Jeff Goldblum's Alarm Alarm thing? Was that yes. in Ragnarok? Okay. Yes. So, I thought it was, but I was like, man, it is funny, though.
0: <laughs> in Ragnarok, when Hulk and Thor bust through that window yeah. and head down into the city to go and uh-huh. disguise. As soon as they disguise themselves and disappear, and Thor does that funny thing where he's like, it's my disguise. Right. You know? I, After okay, that... I thought- it, they, they like look up because they hear this noise, and it's the alarm, alarm, right. alarm. They do that in Ragnarok. Okay, I
1: thought so. I didn't think this was the first time I saw that, but I still really enjoyed it. Like oh, it's, it's like, crazy. oh, that is really funny. The way he deadpans the word and stuff when he says it, it's yeah. just great. Yeah. Um, I was waiting for some sort of oblique Jurassic Park reference and didn't get one, which I was a little surprised by. I mm-hmm. thought they, given the tone of the episode, I thought yeah. they worked something in Well, because they did in Ragnarok, right. didn't they? Yeah, I think they did, but yeah. I mean, I really was waiting for like. The grandmaster posed on a bed or something with maybe his shirt a little bit open with some chest hair, <laughs> something. You know, I, I thought yeah. that would be coming. I was surprised they didn't do anything like that. But um, yeah, to me this was a solid episode. It just, like I said, had a lot of down parts as well, mm-hmm. so it made it rocky, I guess. Ultimately, um, yeah, yeah. Not to not to make a pun about
0: court, but who, who by the way Fun. appears in
1: this episode as well? Yes, yes. <laughs> but uh-huh. I
0: think does a better job in this episode than he doesn't. In- yeah. The Nebula one because yeah. he feels more like his character and it feels more like where he's supposed where he should to be. be. Yeah. yeah, I agree. Um,
1: I did think the ending on this, this one was a little crazily rushed. Like, they basically, yeah. after the car chase, they're like, Oh, yeah, and Iron Man and and um, Nebula kill or not Nebula, uh, Gamora, Gamora. killed Thanos, move on. Yeah. You know, it was kind of like, Wait, what? <laughs> like, that's like an important part of the episode. And they just, just threw like, it in like yeah. oh, they killed Thanos too. Wait, <laughs> <Yeah>. hot, what? <laughs> when? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, no, I agree. Yeah,
0: well, I actually want to talk about that a little bit because okay. I think what if, tries to take the punch into certain villains, and so by doing that, they take the punch out of Thanos over and over right, and over again. because they mention him a lot. Yeah. They mention him a lot, and he dies right. every single time. Right. Every single time you see Thanos appear, and you're like, oh, crap, he right. just died," And you're like, well... So then every time you see Thanos after that, like when you see Thanos in the finale, you're like, mm, he's probably just going to die. And then right. he does, and you're like, yeah, shocker. Mm. Yeah,
1: it is, that is a good point, because they built him up so much in phase one yeah. of the MCU, and then to have him consistently be killed in like 20 seconds every time in the episode, that is a good point.
0: And like, there's even, because I thought they used, it, so they used it really good in the first season. So in the first season, he only appears one time, mm-hmm. and it's the one where Ultron wins. Right. So he appears in that episode, coming to Earth to kill the Avengers, sees they're already dead, and then Vision just kills him. And right. are like... Yo, because that sets the stage for how powerful of a villain that, that Ultron tribute. is. Right. And then in season two, they use him as a punchline to right. basically just be like, and eh, he's dead. He's dead. That's, he's dead. He's dead.
1: And and actually it kind of dovetails with something I'm gonna say here in about two seconds when we talk about the next episode. But it dovetails with another Marvel problem, which is, and by the way, I think DC faces this as well as Superman. When you make a character too powerful, you have two choices. You either continue to escalate their power to the point that it's ridiculous, or you turn them into a punchline. There's really no other option. yeah. Because y- y- how do they face off against an average superhero? They can't, right, at that point. So, like, you either continue to power them up and they, maybe they face harder and harder villains to the point that it gets ridiculous, or heroes in this case, so the point that it gets ridiculous, or you make a joke out of them, mm-hmm. you know, and do what now they're doing with him, where it's like, oh, anybody can beat him.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But it's just sad, though, because he... Did, Josh Brolin did such a crazy good job of playing this, like... um villain but one with who's trying to do the right thing for the mm-hmm. wrong or the, the right thing the wrong way yeah do no, the right thing. i don't know yeah. anyways Close enough. um i was gonna say right thing for the wrong reasons but it was right thing for the right three reasons no, it was there actually was the, the wrong, wrong course of the action wrong thing, right? the wrong for thing the right for the right years, reasons like, there yeah. we go yeah yeah but so they did he did such a good job of playing that character and then making him seem powerful and scary to then go into what if season two and basically just have him be killed repeatedly. Yeah. And you're like, well, then he's not really scary in phase one then, is he? The phase one Avengers just must be pathetic. Right, exactly. <laughs> it's like it's like dumb almost. Yeah. Because he single-handedly beats Hulk with one with one stone, mm-hmm. one infinity stone. And then he has all six in what if and gets beaten like six times. Right. And you're like, he he stood off. He stood his ground against Hulk, who's arguably the like second or third most powerful being in the Marvel universe right now. Right.
1: Well, I and mean, if you know anything about the stones, one stone—if sh- it's the right stone—should be enough yeah. for him to defeat them all. I mean, if you have the Reality Stone, for instance, like there's yeah. nothing you can't do right at that point. So, so having all six, it should be a yeah. It should be an easy, def- you know, he'd easily defeat anybody. Yeah,
0: because the yeah. Power Stone by itself makes you probably the most powerful right. being in the universe. Yeah. You have all six stones, there's nothing that can touch you. Ultron showed us that. Right. He broke reality. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Agreed.
1: Uh, okay, anything else on that episode?
0: No, that's all. I just get sad about <laughs> you said, Thanos. I was going to
1: say, you said that so sad. You're like, no.
0: I just get sad about Thanos because I was like, he was such a good villain. And then they were like, nah, yeah. screw that guy.
1: You, you just puppy dog me, and now I feel depressed. Uh, <laughs> all right. Episode five, which is, what if Captain Carter fought the Hydra Stomper? Yes. I'm going to give you a hint. This is my least-liked episode of the entire season. I figured. Yeah. Really? Okay. Why did you figure?
0: <laughs> so, um, because as soon as... Um, <laughs> I do this a lot with things. like I know I predicted your least favorite episode from one line um, in... Uh, uh, what was the last show you watched? Oh, Loki. Yeah, 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 yeah. Thank you, thank you. Yes. yes. Um, and then uh, I I once again got at this because as soon as uh, Uatu opened up and he said, "I don't normally do sequels," I was like, "Stamp, Dad's gonna hit No, this but one. that's not, okay.
1: But that's not why though. I don't actually mind that part. It, okay. We keep going. I mean, well, keep I'm going just about, saying
0: it's not that specific line. It's as soon you as I knew, knew they were gonna do another one about yeah. This exact same plot. Right. I was like, I know this is not gonna.
1: Well, okay, so so I think my problem with the episode is the story was almost non-existent. Yes. I felt um, the there was no point for the sequel. I don't mind a sequel, but mm-hmm. I need a sequel to do something. Yeah. Right. And this didn't do a whole lot. I, I know online there was a lot of people talking about how they like seeing the the um, you know Black Widow in that context again with the Red Room and blah 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 and all those different agents but
0: again it wasn't Scarlett Johansson so I felt like the performance was flat
1: right and and it just um it didn't add a whole lot to me I mean there were some really ridiculous scenes as far as the way those fights unfolded and the amount of punishment that Captain Carter took and you know the even Black Widow making it through without getting shot to pieces at some point (laughs) makes no sense to me um you know so there was a lot of very cartoony like this reminded me of the old 80s G.I. Joe cartoons where there was Uh a a firefight for 30 minutes and no one gets hit it's like how is that possible (laughs) Um, it was the same kind of thing, you know. So that was part of it. And I also think this is what I said I wanted to touch on when I was talking earlier. Marvel What If has a Captain Carter problem. Yes. Right? And and it's very evident from here on out for the rest of the season. Yes. That they do. Yes. They know she- and I'm afraid, by the way, that we're gonna get the same thing in season three uh, with Ka Kori. Hori, thank you. I gotta learn that name.
0: Um <laughs> KA. H-H-O-R-I.
1: Yeah, I got it now. Um, anyway, they're going to have that same problem in season three with her. Yes. Because, they, they, like you said before, they took something popular and they're like, sweet, let's just beat it to death. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and, and so remember I think I mentioned I'm going to come back to Nebula from the first season? Mm-hmm. This is where I'm going to do that. Okay. Okay? All right. Let's hear so, it. So Captain Carter, one of the things that people like about her is that she's kind of this female empowerment, you know, give women their agency back kind of character. And I get that to a point. Like I think I think to a certain extent, sure, I'd buy that. I think actually Nebula is a better example of that, because yeah, because so let's look at Captain America for a second. So Steve Rogers is basically a thin, pasty white dude yeah. who gets an injection of a I serum. I mean, same, but well, minus sure. the injection of the serum, sure. of course. Unfortunately, he gets a serum injected him. He becomes a you know basically a dude bro at that point. Dude bro um, throws on a shield and a uniform, and he's a hero. Okay, that same thing essentially happened to Captain Carter. Yeah, More or less in this, right? And that's her version of the character. I would argue that Captain America is no more a male empowerment figure than she is a female in the sense that Captain America didn't do a whole lot to earn that. It's like there was a big extended training montage where he worked his way from this thin, pasty white dude to this, like, ripped, you know, hero, mm-hmm. right? Yes, yes, he takes actions that are heroic. I don't want to undermine that. Like, Captain America definitely puts himself in danger, sort of, although...
0: And he was probably the least racist person of the 40s. That's f- fair. <laughs> that is also fair. Um,
1: but, like, his serum protects him so much that, like, even his heroic acts are kind of like, yeah, buts. Because it's like, yeah, but he's probably not going to get overly hurt because of the serum, you know. Yeah, but
0: he does cool things in the movies. When he, he does do blast cool it out of windows, and he goes right. like, "Ugh!" Like but that's but that's my, my
1: point, right? So, like, this character is not truly female empowerment when it's just a righted out female version <laughs> of Captain America, right? Like, like sure. I think that there is potential to make a good Captain Carter, not just like Captain Carter, more like Asian Carter character
0: kind One of, of the, the TV. first show. couple seasons of Agent Carter were yeah. really good. Well there's
1: only two seasons out there. But but right. yes. the first season and of Agent I, Carter was really good. They actually lean <laughs> into that quite a bit in the TV show. Like yeah. they show her the men, the show viewer is like the secretary to go get my coffee kind of thing. Yeah. But she's actually very capable and shows that and they just don't give her the credit that they should, right? Right. Um that's what this character should be and isn't. And mm-hmm. the people getting behind it as like female empowerment I'm a little confused by. Whereas I feel like Nebula is a great example of a female character who is truly female empowerment. Capable, owns their agency, owns their story, deserves to see at that table, and isn't getting it, right? And when I say Nebula, I don't even mean the MCU Nebula, which I think has had some issues. You should issues. Mean Nebula as a character. Nebula in this what if, specifically. Yeah. Um, so anyway, that's my, that's my rant about that, because okay. I feel like Captain Carter is following the steps of Wonder Woman.
0: I also would argue that Gamora could be that as well. Sure,
1: absolutely, Gamora can be that. Um, the Wonder Woman movie, I also was super confused about on why that was a female empowerment movie, given the way they filmed the movie and the storyline there, um, you know, and she had some different issues in Captain Carter. She had like issues like, oh, let's put the camera below her kneecaps um, as she's walking into the scene. Um, and sure, that's female empowerment. Um, and, you know, let's have female characters make fun of themselves for being fat and and say that they're a punchline. That's not female empowerment either. Yeah. Like, that movie was very confusing to me on how that was female empowerment. I'm having the same issue with this, I okay. guess is what I'm saying. I understand yeah, that. For different reasons. I get that. Yeah.
0: I think that her first appearance in season one, in the second episode, right, I think? Mm-hmm. Um, that, I feel like, <clears throat> was a really fun episode and a really good episode. Because sure. it gave Steve Rogers his own thing and yeah. it gave her... A chance to be something different, and it kind of was cool because you got to see uh, Captain America in a different sense. Right. Um,
1: and I don't necessarily even hate the character. I just don't understand why it's being called female power. But that's what I'm saying. I guess yeah. is
0: I feel like they kind of changed the usage of the character, sure. and they decided that she was just going to be everything. For right. Me. Um, and I think that like while she's a good character, I agree in the sense that like I think that she maybe a is overused now um and b is maybe the wrong choice for like you said female empowerment. yeah but i don't know i don't know
1: definitely overused i don't think that's arguable i feel like no. she's the wolverine of the what if universe yeah um and you know you're just gonna see that from here on out for the rest of the season yeah yeah uh okay anything else about that episode um i don't oh, think that was the first appearance of wanda in the in the season
0: Oh yeah, we see Warner her at the very end. end. Very end, yeah. and that's Boop.
1: setting up kind of what I think you were touching on, which is the interconnect uh, interconnectivity of all the episodes. And do they need that?
0: Oh, and there's one more thing about yeah. this episode. I don't really like that they forced a relationship between Black Widow and Peggy Carter. Okay, did
1: they for sure? That's what I was trying to understand. They it felt like they it. were. It felt
0: like they were because she was really sad when when she was like super happy to see Steve. She got all sad about it. Right, and I was like, well, that's oh. where I was
1: confused. Was there a relationship or was it one sided? That's where I was confused. They definitely hint. So like, there's a scene where um, I think it was Peggy was jogging. I think it, I think I have this right. And Black Widow pulled up in the car and was talking yeah. to her. And that scene also played out like they hinted pretty heavily that they were living together. Yeah. In that scene, they didn't actually come out and say it, but they kind of hinted. Yeah. So I, I at first I was like, yeah, that, they must be a, a thing. But then later it's like she only had eyes for captain america and then it seemed like black widow was a little bit sad like you said and so then i thought well, maybe it's one sided like maybe just black widow liked her and that wasn't reciprocated yeah. i don't know it was it just knows.
0: but that's what i guess is what I, it was a, what i'm saying is that it was weird and confusing mm-hmm. i guess and they didn't really lay the groundwork at all leading right. up to this and then all of a sudden they were like oh maybe yeah. and i was like but and what? i suppose
1: it's i mean it's possible for someone to always pine for a lost love that's yeah. no longer in existence, you know, someone that dies or whatever, and huh. so then and the fact that, you, that the two of them
0: could never be happy right. in any of Captain Carter's right. Um
1: you know, so that that I guess makes sense to me that maybe this would be that you 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 maybe start to fall for someone else, but that you'd always carry a torch for that person. So mm-hmm. like, if they came back into your life, then you'd stop caring about the other person. I don't know, maybe you can maybe. buy that, maybe. Yeah.
0: But, I don't know. It just felt weird and kind of like almost, I don't want to say undeserved, but maybe mm-hmm. a little undeserved.
1: Well, a lot of what they did was rushed in all yeah. these episodes. They had to, It was only 30 minutes, so they had to kind of rush a lot of
0: stuff. Because I think especially with relationships, you have to make it seem like it matters, mm-hmm. and I feel like it didn't. It
1: it's is. kind of the Black Widow-Hulk relationship yeah. all over again. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly, because yeah. that
0: one was weird and confusing, yeah. too. It's exactly it, yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they just make Black Widow the like, <laughs> I don't know, it's weird. It's weird what they do with her character sometimes. Mm-hmm. I think this is a good example of that.
1: Well, I don't think they've ever... With the exception of the Black Widow movie, which I thought did a good job, I don't think they've really ever understood what to do with their character in the MCU and how to make it fit with the superpowered heroes, you know? Well,
0: because I think that their struggle is they always try and make her, like, pine after somebody. Right. It's either Bruce Banner, Steve Rogers, or now, for some reason, Peggy Carter. Right. And it's like, I feel like they just, like, none of her relationships with anybody make sense. The only one that would have made sense... Was Hawkeye, Hawkeye right. and they were like, "Nah." And
1: Joss Whedon very specifically was like, "No, he's got a wife.
0: He's got a wife. Yeah, 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 yeah." Whom he had since the first Avengers movie, we find out, right? And so it's like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I think it's okay for her to just be her sometimes. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was kind of unfortunate that it wasn't um, Scarlett Johansson either, because I feel like the performance was just not as. It didn't have as much poof in it. Yeah, as like...
1: Lake Bell. Lake Bell was the voice actress, and, and I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, I agree. She she did okay, but she wasn't yeah. the same. You could tell it wasn't Scarlett Johansson. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. Anyways, that's enough on that episode. <laughs>
1: All right, so this one maybe we'll have a lot to talk about. I don't know. This is the ne- so the next one is what if Kahori reshaped the world? Yes. So your thoughts on this one?
0: Good episode. Hmm. But okay. Didn't fit in what if. I said that well, before. No, I'll yeah, say totally, it Totally, totally does not. Didn't really make sense as a what episode. Right. Kind of cool. Kind of cool. I kind of thought that the that they were leading the one guy up to be an ancestor of, uh, uh, kravenoff Sergei Cravenoff. Oh, that would have been interesting. Um, because the way he acted,
1: the, the Spanish conquistador guy. Yeah, 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 the
0: Spaniard guy. Because okay. he kind of had that same like Kraven-esque yeah. vibe to him. And so I was kind of like, Yo, are we gonna see the? That, like, this that would is actually like,
1: been interesting. Yeah, but again, Sony. Uh, but again, but, Sony.
0: Yeah. Um. But, like, I thought it was kind of interesting what they did with it. It was kind of fun. I thought parts were kind of, like, eh, yeah, just kind of loose. But, like, some of it, like, I thought her as a character was really interesting mm-hmm. and kind of fun. Um, but, yeah, I don't know.
1: Yeah, I think this would have been better served as, like, some sort of special one-off, maybe expand the amount of time, Mm -hmm. you know, make, like, a Disney special, right? Where they're, like, this is a, you know, we're introducing a new Marvel character, it's going to be animated, we're going to do, like, an hour, you know, and it's going to be just some background on them and get them launched into the universe. Mm -hmm. I would have been totally behind that, and I think that would have made more sense than making it a 30-minute what-if episode with a totally new character, totally new mythology, and there's a lot, by the way. There was a lot of mythology in that episode, which which I like, but, yeah, I... I'm with you I can't even quite put a finger on why I didn't fully like this episode I know again a lot of people online did mm-hmm. um, I thought it was cool to, I like the representation I like that they went with um, actual Mohawk uh, actors and you know um, had it done mostly in their language and everything like that it was mm-hmm. great I thought that, that was cool that was really cool um, there was some confusing decisions around history and I suspect a lot of the people that are jumping up and down on social media don't really know that part of the history but like a lot of it was wrong, like the fact that the Spanish conquist- conquistadors would not have even been remotely in that area at that time. They were still in Mexico. The the queen was the wrong queen. I don't know if you noticed that, but it wasn't no, the Spanish didn't. queen. No, I Yeah, who was it
0: supposed to be? Well, it, was,
1: it should have been it should have been the Spanish queen, but I think it was the French or English queen instead.
0: So like it was very but she was confusing. talking in Spanish and stuff. like Oh, that.
1: I know, but it was it was it was the wrong. Time period, like a lot of yeah. this stuff was wrong, and I think I think what it was it was very a pop. It was a pop culture version of history, and uh-huh. not actual history being relayed.
0: Just like oh, the Spanish conquistadors. Yeah, everyone knows who they are. Yeah, yeah. And,
1: yeah. and I mean, I even appreciated the attempt to like mm-hmm. tie the Tesseract to the Fountain of Youth. Like I thought, that yeah, was. That kind was of clever I actually really liked that. Right.
0: Because I kind of thought of that when they were t- describing it as a lake. I was like, I bet they're gonna roll mm-hmm. this into that. This is the Fountain of Youth. Right. And then they actually called it that, the um, Spaniard yeah. And I was like, nice. That's yeah, good that touch. was
1: clever. Except there's a lot of historical inaccuracy and i mean yeah. i'm not I, that's just dumb to even say in a marvel cartoon like oh it's not historically accurate i guess it's a marvel cartoon right, right right i mean i hear myself and i'm like that stupid brandon why are you saying that but at the same time it's like couldn't you made an attempt to like get some of it closer like there, there would have been easy fixes mm-hmm. to make it more explainable i think but yeah. but whatever they're not i'm not the target audience and so that's fine um, <laughs> yeah but no her as a character i thought it was cool i like um you know part of me was kind of chuckling about the fact that she's a Disney princess and now she's basically Pocahontas. Um, but, you know, but at the same time, I, I thought that it was a better... Like, there are some issues with Pocahontas in, in the Disney world, right? And so I think that they did a better job of representation here, so that's a plus. Um, you know, and and so they maybe made some strides in that area from, from back in the day with Pocahontas. Um, but, yeah, it just didn't fully take off for me. So I agree with you there. Yeah. I think they character has potential... I have some issues of how she, how she was used in the ninth episode though, and we'll get to that in the ninth episode. But in this episode, it was solid. I just didn't like jump up and down like some people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get that. Mm-hmm. Cool. All right. Um, episode seven. What if uh, what if it's Hella not Hela, right? Hella. Yeah. What if Hella found the ten rings?
0: Skippable episode. Interesting.
1: I enjoyed this episode. Really? Yeah. Uh, not like my favorite, but I enjoyed it.
0: There. Are, so I think the biggest redeeming part of this episode was was the humor around her mm-hmm. because I think that my my biggest problem though I think is like I liked the humor of it but I think they ch- changed her character a lot from Ragnarok oh they like, did she felt that's true different to yeah. me like she felt like a joke mm-hmm. which is funny because she's supposed she's one of the most powerful goddesses in all of Norse well, mythology well except it was
1: all stripped from her which is why maybe right. she'd be more like a joke right
0: and that's that's kind yeah. of what I keep telling myself is like well she was basically just a person right who is like just trying not to die and trying to like kiss anybody's shoes which is also right. weird because i feel like she would still be very angry and like goddessy around those people See, despite not having that. her powers i thought
1: they did that to a certain extent at the beginning
0: at the beginning but then she just like faked her way into like being a good guy
1: i guess i think what they're trying to show and it's hard in a 30 minute episode they're trying to show time is passing and i, yeah. I don't know if they necessarily really locked that in very well but like in my mind it was like over a course of months or whatever that this is going on and so like she's becoming something different as she's realizing she has to rely on everyone else mm-hmm. you know not she doesn't have the powers that she's got so I kind of bought that just because I, in my mind I'm like this is months later and she's having to
0: learn oh, yeah, and so yeah. I didn't make that kind of like I was just kind of like oh she like cheated her way into being a good guy, and then was accidentally like, oh, maybe I should be a good person, even though I was lying to this group of people just to not be killed by them.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's fair. What what did you think of? So this is um, the Thor battle at the end. Not Thor, sorry. Odin. uh, Odin battle at the end. Um, That was one of the more enjoyable battles of the season. It was cool, yeah. Yeah, I thought that was a fun... The way they played it all was pretty cool, I thought.
0: Yeah. But... No, I agree. The fight scene was pretty cool. And uh, I liked getting to see Wenwu again, Mm because I actually really liked his character in uh, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Shang-Chi. But I kind of almost was wondering if they were going to go a different route and make her like Wenwu's wife instead of the person that oh. he married to give birth yeah. to shang chi so right. that in this universe shang chi would never have been born right
1: well that's a whole different what if right like yeah. that that is another decision point that might make a singular decision point that would change
0: something yeah but and so i thought yeah. they were doing that where right like they would end up together as kind of like conquerors mm-hmm. almost mm-hmm. and then that would also change what the legend what the ten rings organization looked like right going into iron man three and right. stuff like that yeah so i kind of thought they were going to do that and kind of show the repercussions of that but instead, they kind of made her, and when we would just beat off Odin, and then just call her. I'm sorry, it did
1: it. you say beat off Odin? Okay, I realized that, that was. A <laughs> How bad about that. beat up Odin? There you go. There you go. Yes, I that'd mean, be a whole different movie. Yeah,
0: <laughs> but um, I don't know. I just felt like it was like not my favorite. Yeah, there was decent parts to it for mm-hmm. sure. It just I,
1: I, I guess I agree that it was skippable. I just enjoyed it, but yeah, it is enjoy- It's enjoyable fluff. I agree. There wasn't yeah. a lot to it. It just yeah it was yeah. enjoyable
0: it's just kind of a different retelling of the shang chi movie because it followed yeah. the same steps it did you It run really into did. One, that part is fair. you run into wenwu you escape wenwu you run into the secret forest right. the, the hundun takes you into the secret forest right. you meet these people you train under them you see the dragon flying around yeah then you go and you fight wenwu and then you and wenwu have to team up for a little bit you're right it
1: is super derivative i'll give yeah. you that it was
0: just yeah. shang chi over again but without shang chi right yeah all
1: right, moving on. Episode 8. Yeah. All right, this one... 1602. This one I said I wasn't going to talk about. So what if the Avengers assembled in 1602?
0: Tell me. What are your thoughts?
1: All right, so I was super excited about this episode. As you know, this was going to be, in my mind, this was going to be the chance to be the best episode of the season. And wow, they did not stick the landing to me. <laughs> um, they didn't even really understand the premise of 1602. No. Like, that was the biggest shock to me. was like, okay, this, these people don't understand what the point of the universe was. Um, and so that was frustrating. <laughs> um there were parts that were enjoyable i mean i you know i always like loki and i feel like loki was pretty well represented here in a kind of a little bit of a different way than we saw him normally so i enjoyed that i enjoyed his character um pretty much the rest of it i didn't enjoy yeah um so to me this ended up being up there for the worst episode i still think i'm going to give it to the other one but but this was maybe a runner-up for the worst episode um besides the original captain carter one not the original sorry the first of this season um but, yeah, the, so this episode also is the one where they pull a lot of the different people into this universe from some of the other episodes. So you get you get the freak version of, of Happy Hogan in this one. Mm-hmm. Um, you get Captain Carter in this one. You get A. Nick Fury in this one. Um, you know, uh, what was the other... Well, uh, who's I missing this? oh, one well, Scarlet Witch, obviously, is the other one who knew what was going on in quotes, right? They were aware that this wasn't the right universe. Yeah. Um, so... It 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 just was kind of a mishmash episode. Um, the I guess I guess there was one other part that I liked. I kind of enjoyed the little mini um, yellow jackets. Oh yeah, that funny. was fun. It was a little bit like Minions um, in a way, but maybe less dumb than Minions. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I enjoyed that part. But fill me in. what did you think of it?
0: Um, I definitely thought it was interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, there definitely I kind of thought I was going into it like, oh, she got transported to the sixteen oh two universe because. They're kind of in the realm of, like, the Dark Ages a little bit. Right. And so the Scarlet Witch is kind of, like, the actual witch. Mm-hmm. And so she's, like, kind of trying to mess with reality in the way that she did in Multiverse of Madness. Right. And Captain Carter just kind of got stuck there because of it. Right. So I thought they were still going to do that. And then when they were like, oh, they're all from the future. They're in the wrong universe. I was like, oh, okay.
1: Well, and, and so that's one of the problems I think I have with this is, like, Scarlet Witch's character was so essential to this storyline, and she was a respected advisor to Thor. Yeah. But in that period of time, she would have been burned at the stake. Yeah. Like that part didn't make any sense to me at all. It goes back to the whole like, did they read history when they did this? Because um, one of the other things and I just googled this to make sure because I'm like, again, this is this is picking nits, but like Robin Hood, not in that time period. No. <laughs> so so like the whole Robin Hood was like the they think like the 13th century. Um, so like the whole idea of Robin Hood being 1602 was really head scratching to me too. Like was there literally no other character from that era that you could have thought of, you know, real or otherwise? You mean for Captain America? For Captain to be- America, yeah. yeah. Instead of making him Robin Hood, which was to me anyway, was glaringly in the wrong time period. I don't know. Anyway,
0: because well, it was, was supposed to be, it was supposed to be like England in 1602. Right. So like you've got the the um, like very noble. Shakespearean era feeling to it. Well, you had, the they com- like, you had
1: the inquisit in- inquisition going on as well, which yeah. is like should have been the main storyline. Yeah, yeah,
0: no, I agree. Well, because that's a big part of the comics, really. right? Yeah, and it's like, and like they even had they even had what they did in uh, uh, the comics is they had the discovery of the new world, right, in the comics, sixteen oh two, right, which Peter Parker was a big part of, mm-hmm. which was kind of neat, but it was really really strange.
1: Yeah, and I mean, I don't know, so like the comic 1602 didn't wasn't fully historically accurate either because no. like, like you raised the point about the new world and we know Christopher Columbus yeah discovered in quotes the new world in 1492. So like right. that was that was even the wrong time period. but I can buy that just simply saying in this universe it wasn't Christopher Columbus that discovered it right yeah. and I can buy something like that but but this TV show it had no explanation for why Robin Hood existed 200 years later yeah like it was just like oh we just need something for Captain America to do so it's he's, he's Robin Hood you know? well
0: that's what I think is interesting is in the comics too they showed though they made a point of showing that it was that the society they built was Roanoke right and they made a big point about Captain America being Native American right and they made a big point about having this weird thing about how like they had a thing in there too right where one of them was from a different universe
1: yes uh, yeah yeah um... What was her name? I'm going blank. But it was basically... The shapeshifter girl? Yes.
0: Yeah. Well, because didn't they say her? But then there was someone who went... Was it... Well,
1: Captain America himself...
0: Was sent back, right? Yes.
1: So so he was actually Steve Rogers. Um, yeah. Okay. Sent back. And that was a little... To me, that was a little weird at the time. I think nowadays we look back at, at it worse than we did at the time. Because, like, we were basically doing... Um, what would you call it in this case? Not blackface. Redface, maybe, I guess? I mean, that's not appropriate either. But blackface isn't appropriate. So what I'm saying is is you had a little bit of like let's turn Steve Rogers into a Native American yeah right? instead well,
0: of I thought it was like like wouldn't it have worked to make it Stephen Strange who came back to a different universe because isn't that literally his whole thing
1: well it could have been literally any other character except the one you decide to make Native American that's right? true like <laughs> if you wanted to avoid red facing black facing whatever you want to call it you could have just had any other character be the person from the present that went into the past, and not Steve Rogers. Well, I think it would
0: have made sense to make it one of the smart people, so Bruce Banner, Tony Stark, Stephen Strange, Reed Richards. It would have made sense to make one of them a right. person from the future, but they were like, nah. Right. White so, boy. so
1: that was, and I feel like nowadays we look at that storyline different than we did then. It didn't stand out to me as much then as it does now. Looking back on it, I'm like, why did they do that? Why not have? Why did Neil Gaiman not have? that was those, Neil Gaiman yeah Neil Gaiman was the, the writer for that series oh, yeah. okay. And series oh okay and, and it's a fantastic series and definitely worth good. reading I, just that was an odd decision and I actually even liked what he was trying to say because I think he was trying to make a point about Captain America really should be Native American yeah. right? if you're going to go with what he truly represents I like that part it just was a weird anyways well, He should different, different article different podcast it would have
0: been really cool if, if in that series because he was Native American he had like a pet bald eagle <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> yeah but But gets super american
1: getting back to this one the the um you know the whole episode was really mishmashing to me as well Mm -hmm. um you know it there were some funny parts but like in general i just was kind of like okay just kind of watching one scene unfold to the next and maybe it was that i built it up so much in my head as being something it wasn't probably but
0: yeah also we didn't see clint barton as Robin Hood, which if you are gonna do Robin obvious, Hood, if you're ready that. obviously, yeah. yeah, but they didn't, which is whatever. But one thing that I think kind of stuck out to me was near the end of the episode. There is that moment with Steve where she realizes Steve is the forerunner, mm-hmm. and it's her Steve from her universe, right? Right, and so you get this moment where um, there she's trying to decide to like do the thing that she needs to do to set things right, mm-hmm. but she doesn't want to lose him again, and so he tells her that she has to. Right. And she has this moment where she tells him, I guess we never get our happy ending. when right. he says, somewhere out there, I think we do. As a reference to the Endgame version of Steve Rogers, right. who goes back in time and has Wait, a life with Peggy right. Carter. I think that was really nice.
1: It was. I'm going to challenge you on one point. Are you sure it was actually her universe of Steve Rogers? I think they made a
0: point of saying that, that it was.
1: Because the, the thing the thing that I thought happened was that it was the NMCU version of Steve Rogers who... When the Thanos snap occurred, or the Thanos fights right now, the snap occurred.
0: Oh, I guess they did show that, didn't they?
1: That he got thrown into this universe. I don't think it's supposed to be her Steve Rogers. I
0: think, yeah, I think you're right. I think it's a Steve Rogers. I think you're right, because they did show that, right, where he clips the time stone. You're right, right, I had forgotten about that. Yeah. He clipped the time stone. So it's kind of it like, like a
1: like fight. a MCU-adjacent version of Steve Rogers who had done that in the fight. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. So the Nomad version of him, which is why he has the beard, that makes sense.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, anyways, that was my take on that. But, yes, I did like that moment. It was a touching moment and definitely true that we can't get a happy ending for them. So, yeah. except, except for, except for except the for end game one. Right.
0: Um, and so then you have this kind of, like, ending where they just kind of mm-hmm. end it. And then she's just vibing. And then Doctor Strange shows up. Right. And but, yes, uh-huh. this
1: sets up the finale, which they, they took a page from Season 1 where Season 1's finale was kind of a big blowout. Let's bring a bunch of people together and face a big bad Um, And they did that again here, which is fine, whatever. It's a finale episode. Um, But the episode itself, well, we'll get to that in a second. But it it wasn't quite what I expected, I guess. But anyway, so this episode, um, he basically pulls her through into a sanctum and he tells her that he's been capturing universe killers in an attempt to make up for the damage that he caused in season one. um, And, you know, basically says that he needs help capturing a variant that, you know, has fled. So that's the setup for the finale. Um, Then the, you know, we basically see kind of what most of the episode, I'd say, is a protracted battle. um, Once they realize that, obviously, Strange Supreme is not well in the head. um, And obviously, like, to me, I feel like, didn't you see this coming? um you know obviously he was manipulating her and had not actually recanted his his evil ways at all yeah um, other than
0: the one fight where he helped them save the multiverse and then he was like but actually <laughs> I want my universe back right whatever that takes. because love because yeah. love yeah and then he does this big whole thing where like he tracks down gori mm-hmm. and then he sends peggy after her and then she's like yo he a bad guy though right
1: and and this is you know again it continues the Captain Carter problem yeah and it now is starting to add the Kahori problem as well so that's why <laughs> I kind of feel like okay because I don't know about you but when we got to the point at first I was like oh yes girl when she's fighting you know strange <laughs> it's, supreme
0: it's that scene of Loki from the sixteen oh two episode he goes ah, bless right yeah correct like it was a great yes yeah, <laughs> it was a great
1: scene at first and then it was like they just kept they kept overpowering them. You know, and, and at literally at the point where they throw, basically, when all the different um, universe characters start throwing all their magical weapons at That was so dumb. It was so ridiculous that I was actually rolling my eyes and like, okay, this is totally stupid. No,
0: I was too. That final yeah. fight was way over the top. Way over the top. Yes, and, and really sets a
1: really bad precedent because now it's like, okay, literally nothing in the What If universe can top that battle now. Like, yeah. from a power-level perspective,
0: right? Because not only... Because the first one was this Infinity Stones again. Right. So not only did she have all the Infinity Stones, she had every powered weapon from every superhero and villain ever.
1: Right. Yeah, she had Mjolnir, she had Odin's staff, she had the Ten Rings. I mean, it was just kind of ridiculous. She
0: had um, that version of Hulk's... Yeah, the Hulk sword, sword right? From thing. the
1: Scarred... Whatever. Not Scarred The Universe, World War the Hulk World War, The World Breaker. Yeah. The, the, yeah. Freaking...
0: Um, and you, I think I saw... Um, Gore the God Butcher, what's that symbiote oh, really? sword called? Yeah. Floating up there somewhere. I thought I there's a sword that looked suspiciously like it. I mean What's I'm that sure, called? It's the know. symbiote sword he wields. Cool. That, sure. That's Null's sword. But which like, by the way, that was the only reference to I, Null we've had so far in the universe. Okay. I am just gonna point that
1: out. I wondered if like the Miss Marvel bracelets were there. I didn't actually see them, but like I feel like they literally dipped every magical artifact they could think of yeah. and gave it to her. Yeah. And and then, like, I was like, okay, well this might be fun to see like you know them wielding the ulnar, and the you know like there might have been some fun things they could have done. Instead, no, she literally just points them like lasers, yeah, and then they shoot all laser beams at, at Doctor Strange. And I'm like, this is the biggest waste of that like whatever you were trying to do there, ever. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that part was really disappointing to me as well. Um, and and really the second half of the episode just fell off a cliff to me as far as 100 oh, percent, yeah,
0: because the that was again we had that thing with the Thanos issue where Thanos appears right. to stop her, he gets snapped away by. The version of Killmonger we saw in season right. one, which who,
1: was a huge waste of him as well in this episode. Yeah,
0: because because just literally like disappears him back out right. to the battlefield. And it's like, oh well, um, yeah, okay,
1: yeah. No, I, I, yeah. The whole episode was just bizarre, and you know, I feel like they were just really making a last ditch attempt to say, look, Kahori's really cool yeah and here's why right instead of like like maybe hold her out for another season or something like i feel like it was just of all the characters they could have brought in they bring her in as an attempt to just say look how cool she is yeah you know, which is valid she's cool well sure but like, but like i don't want to be told that you <laughs> yeah. know like i want to find that out on my own because the story makes it that way and not yeah. because it's like look she's as powerful as captain carter who also is super cool right we've been telling you she's super cool too <laughs> uh, i don't know it just felt a little forced to me
0: yeah But this is the one I was talking about that messed with the art style a little bit. Because in that scene where he's kind of... Where she's basically blasting the demons out of him somehow. Mm. um, As the demons are coming out, you see that each one is drawn differently. Each one's a slightly different Oh, I missed that. Okay. If you look really close, you can see that some of them are almost more simplistic. Some of them Mm. are more cartoony. Some of them are more comic, like cell shaded As they're all coming out. And then he eventually is the one that basically casts himself into right, it. Right, drags
1: himself down into it. Yeah. He's a
0: reverse Balrog, is the <laughs> kind of how I was looking at it. Okay, even, that. even his like, monster form just looks like the Balrog in this season. It does, yeah. So it's like, he's both the Balrog and Gandalf in this mm-hmm. episode.
1: Yeah. Um, what else? What, what thoughts, I guess, you have about, now that we've kind of spoiled territory about the season as a whole? I mean, we've talked a lot about the Captain Carter problem. Yeah. What, what else? Do you have anything else? Um, oh, there's one big thing we haven't talked oh, about. Yeah. The end of this episode. So this is the first episode oh. that directly ties back, I think, to the MCU. Because when, when she asks the Watcher to take the slow road home, basically, because the end of the episode, she and the Watcher are talking. They see this new universe or this new world that Doctor Strange created through his death by allowing um, christine to live on without him yeah right? he
0: recreated his universe he accidentally destroyed correct he, he recreated. is it, dead in but it. without him yeah so that.
1: she can be happy he's just not there and then we see captain carter and uh, the watcher seeing that happen and then the watcher says okay i'll take you home to your universe and she goes well can we take the slow way home implying like there's going to be more captain carter in season three um because she and the watcher are going back to the multiverse but at the very end what do they show us they show us the world tree yes. and the green lines and Loki being... I mean, obviously, we know that Loki's at the center of that. Yeah. And so I appreciated that that tied it back to the
0: MCU. Yeah. Because he's basically like, look what I can show you. Because we know Loki now is like calling him the god of stories. Right. Right. So he holds the multiverse together and Uatu to knows that. And so basically, he's looking at that and being like, look at all of what we can look at now. Thanks to Loki. Right. He's basically saying, saying thank you to him. And I, and I wonder scene.
1: if in a season three, we'll see Loki more directly... We might. I um, think that'd be cool. You know, now that Tom Hiddleston's free, he doesn't have the TV show going on, mm-hmm. I'm wondering if they'll be able to use his voice a little more um, and maybe make him, I, you know, maybe a more central character since they seem to want to do that. Where yeah. they have this connected tissue. For we'll the even
0: see his TV show version with the big horns. And stuff. Yeah, possibly.
1: But it was a neat callback. I liked yeah. the I liked the World Tree at the end and the green and everything it was cool.
0: Yeah, it was yeah. it was neat.
1: Um, okay, what other thoughts do you have on the season?
0: Um... Well, why don't we do this? What was your favorite episode? Oh, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Um, I, I would say I'm gonna go with, um, um, find the title, give me a second. I'm gonna go with the Iron Man Crash and the Grandmaster. Really? Yeah, it's tough, it's tough. And it's, it's really between that and the Happy Hogan one. Like, I, I think to me what works on these, because they're kind of kiddish, they're not really aimed at me, I like the humor more than yeah. the action. And so I enjoyed the humor in those. The Grandmaster one was tough, I said. I had a lot up and down, it was a roller coaster. So it's tough between that and Happy Hogan, but I think I think the the performances by um uh I'm gonna blank on his name, Grandmaster. Jeff Goldblum. Thank you. You're Jeff welcome. Goldblum. Um and you know, Korg and all those different characters really sold it for me, even if the episode itself was rough. Um I just enjoyed listening to them talk, basically.
0: Yeah. His voice is very fun. It is fun.
1: It is So, I'll say, can I say a tie between that and Happy Hogan? Ah, no,
0: that's fine. Okay, I'll accept all right, that answer. Right, so then, I, I don't like it, but I'll accept No, it. I know you don't, know, but what's, <laughs> what's yours? No, I'm saying I don't like that answer. Oh, you don't I'll like ac- the I'll accept the answer. Uh, okay. Um, I think my favorite episode would probably have to be um, What If Peter Poe Attacked the Avengers. Okay. I think it's probably still going to have to be my favorite episode just because it felt nice as a standalone. It felt like a what if. Mm-hmm. It felt like it was fun to see Peter Quill as a kid, as a celestial, because we know it's going to affect his development as Star Lord. Um, it was fun to see an older version of the Avengers. Mm-hmm. It was fun to see Howard come back. It was fun to see Peggy was in that episode, but right. as Peggy, not right. as Captain right. Carter, which was interesting, which was nicer. Was, yes. Um, and then a um, and then a look at you know King T'Chaka. Mm-hmm. Sebastian Stan came back. All that stuff was really cool to me. So I, I'm going to have to pick that one as my favorite.
1: Okay, fair. All right. So we're going to flip it around. Least favorite.
0: Are we gonna start with me this time. Yeah, 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 your point. yeah, you get to go first okay. this time. Um, I'm gonna say my least favorite episode was probably, oh man, I'm gonna probably say the finale. It's mm-hmm. probably my least favorite because I would think pretty. I think pretty much every other episode was better than the finale. Like I think about the finale in my head and I think about it like almost like a short I watched that I didn't really care about.
1: I would. I would. I'm gonna to have to agree with you. It's really mm-hmm. close between that and the and the first Captain Carter episode with Black Widow. Mm-hmm. Um, those two are kind of the. The, I think that one was leagues better than. But I agree, the I think Cardinal that's was why. That's why I have to say I think the finale wins out for me as being the worst. Sixteen oh two's in there as well, but but yeah. yeah, I would agree with you. The finale is probably the worst one. Mm-hmm.
0: Yep. Yeah. Which is a bummer. It is a bummer,
1: but but and it makes me a little worried for if they lean into that too much going forward. Uh, we'll
0: see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, there is one thing we can talk about before we stop talking kay. about what if, sure, and that's the sneak peek we got at season three. Okay. Did you watch that? I did
1: not. I actually missed the sneak peek. I heard there was one, but I missed it. You missed it. So you talk about the sneak peek.
0: So there was a sneak peek of What If Season 3. Already, What If Season 2, the finale, hadn't even come out yet. Right. When they posted this. Right. But they posted it on their official social media media pages. And it basically featured um, a scene with a young Bucky Barnes and a young Red Guardian, which was a weird pick to me. But it was like the two of them in like a Soviet era um kind of story mm-hmm. almost but they were just driving down this dirt road in like this old car this classic car and mm-hmm. they were talking and stuff like that and then they run into kind of like a security checkpoint um and then there's this big kind of like car chase scene where the cops are chasing them and then um okay Bucky's leaning out the window shooting with the gun that's basically it that's basically the whole point of it it's just it's just a sneak peek at like an episode that's coming and so I don't really know what the what if is gonna be there.
1: Well, so I was just looking while you were talking here, and apparently the reason they could show because I was wondering because animation takes a while. I was wondering how they already had a third season episode ready to show. Turns out that was actually a second season episode, and it got bumped just like the Grandmaster. Ah, so it. so that's why if okay. that it's ready. So um, is
0: that the Bucky Barnes that we see in the sixteen oh two? Is that the one? Then? That is my guess. Okay.
1: Yeah. Um, there's not a lot in here about what the, the what if might be, but um, yeah, that's my guess.
0: Okay. Yeah. So it's just odd. It wasn't anything super special to me. Right. So it was weird that that was what they I think
1: they just it. had it ready. And so they showed clips to try to tell people, look, it's coming. The third season's coming. But, yeah.
0: I mean, we all already knew that. Right. Coming,
1: I mean, so. it's silly, but it's what they do.
0: But, yeah. So, I guess, I guess that's kind of all we have for What If Season 2 today, then, I guess.
1: Okay. Yeah. I mean, I don't have a lot to add to that either. I think we kind of broke it down pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it's one of those shows that I want to like. And every season, I kind of struggle deciding whether overall... I like it or not um, yeah. but like I said I like the humor and I think that's the part as an as an older adult that that pulls me into it versus some of the like oh cool Captain Carter has the you know Mjolnir um thing <laughs>
0: so well and the animation's always fun to yeah, see yeah it is so and you know once in a like I was really 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 wanting a, a granted this is already a, it could have been a what if it wasn't but it could have been um what if Conshu chose Peter Parker
1: Right. Well, you keep going back to the Peter thing. I don't think they can do that. Because,
0: I know, but in the comics we have a version of Spider-Man that's called spider knight that's a version of a Moon Knight and Spider-Man crossover, Mm -hmm. but it wasn't a what-if. It was that one where Gamora holds all the Infinity Stones and she folded the universe in half and it basically merged a bunch of people together. Well, it physically merged Moon Knight and Peter Parker together, but you could do that as a what-if of, like, what if Kansu picked Peter Parker instead, right? and so you have the multiple personalities. You have... A Spider-Man Moon Knight, which mm. is a super cool combination, mm. if you ask me.
1: I and I, I did not, but I'm glad to know that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, we will see, but I suspect Sony is going to say no yeah, to that. I know, yeah. I understand that. Well,
0: because now they're making more Spider-Man movies, because we know Andrew's right. coming back for Amazing Spider-Man Four or Three. We okay, know... wait, wait,
1: wait. Has that been officially announced? Everyone keeps much. acting like it's officially announced.
0: All you could do is ask Andrew Garfield, and he'll badly lie to you right. about it. Um,
1: but we need to ask Tom Holland. That's what we need to ask. Yeah, he'll, he spills all the secrets.
0: Um, but we know Tom's coming back for Spider-Man 4. We know we're getting Beyond the Spider-Verse 3. Um, we know we're getting um, that Noir one. At some point.
1: Well, and I'm sure we're also getting a bunch of crap ones about like, hey, let's look at the rhino, or let's look at a yeah. puma, and Ooh. You know, do a character. You know what we no, should puma do is we should
0: do a kangaroo movie about the kangaroos. Oh, that would be. You, sick. You know what
1: I would actually like to do? I would like to do a chameleon and a Wilson Fisk and of the Rose movie Ooh, with all the different uh, crime of uh, uh, the rose well the rose is a the rose yes a the rose movie uh maybe hammerhead tombstone in there like, like I would a like, gang like a, war movie. a gang war movie yeah you don't even need spider-man in it honestly like like i mean i know, honestly would,
0: think you use silver sable that'd be fun as the bridge yeah between that that
1: might be a place to throw punisher i know they're kind of using him in daredevil but like that'd be a place to throw him maybe in there that'd be an awesome movie I'd be all for be that cool. I really yeah. hope
0: in Daredevil Born Again we get Tombstone because I know yeah. we're getting Kingpin it'd be really cool if we get like a kind of a gang war a turf war between right. Kingpin and Tombstone and that's kind of where well Tombstone's always Daredevil's he's destiny. the henchman
1: you need like the rose or you need someone like Hammerhead or Hammerhead I guess you yeah. could yeah Tombstone's that. never the main guy he's the he's the henchman
0: hmm. he's the enforcer I feel like he could be though
1: well he's just not smart enough really
0: to do that but he's just so classy, he know, classy he's, yeah. he's got the classy he's got mobster thing now he does
1: he has the mobster thing yeah and there's a whole great, you know, in the 80s with Marvel, they did a great Spider-Man storyline with, with uh, Robertson, um, the Daily Bugle's assistant Oh, Robbie. Robbie Robertson, yeah. Um, and him, and Tombstone. There's a great little storyline around them that would be fun mm-hmm. to see in, in the live action. Yeah, we're never going to see Robbie Robertson. Well, it. it's like probably one. not. But it would allow another J.K. Simmons moment because um, J. J. Jonah Jameson is pretty heavily involved in that storyline too. So
0: Yeah, we love yeah. J.K. Simmons. He is in my head. He sleeps in my head as... as uh, J Jonah Jameson. Oh there's, yeah, no, there's, there's no, a, no other J Jonah Jameson. Yeah, he's
1: in he's my head. like Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. It's very right. difficult to picture someone else, yeah, in yeah. that role. There's other voice actors I've
0: seen that do a mm-hmm. good job, but but looks wise, but looks wise, yeah, and really, voice wise, he does both perfectly. Right, come on,
1: yeah, come on. All right, we are uh, heading towards the midnight hour in our podcast. Line. Yes. Um. So we should probably get two bugle bites.
0: Yeah, we've got a loaded bugle bites So we're gonna step away, be back with some of that. All right, sounds good. Welcome back to everybody's favorite segment of the show. Another segment, another episode of Bugle Bites. Bugle Bites. Let's get into it. Okay. So first up, uh, I'm going to touch on some of the shows that are coming out for 2024. So we know that there's only the one movie. Deadpool's the only movie Mm -hmm. coming out this year for us. But there's a few shows we've got coming out. We've got, as far as the animated shows go, um, Spider-Man Freshman Year has been renamed Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man, which I like a lot better. Um, And that is still coming out this year, allegedly. Allegedly. Um, The rest of the animated shows for 2024 include X-Men 97, which is a direct sequel to the original 90s X-Men show, um, and Eyes of Wakanda, which is news to me. I'm going to be very shocked if that comes out because we have no trailer, no news, other than that it's coming, but it's supposed to come out later this year. Um, but it's going to be a TV show reportedly following the stories of Wakandan warriors throughout history. And this is animated as well, right? Yes. Okay. But that is a sick, like, concept. Oh, it's an awesome concept. That'd be but so cool.
1: What I was curious about is, so this does not replace, then, the S.H.I.E.L.D. Maiden show that's in rumored to be... No, because well. that's live okay. action. Right. Okay. Good. Because I wanted to see that show as well. So. Yeah. Okay.
0: Cool. So up to you.
1: Uh Emma Corrin. So apparently she is being eyed to play Cassandra Nova in Deadpool Three. That would be Professor X's twin sister, um, that he <laughs> killed in the womb. This is a weird storyline, by the oh, way, in the totally comics. Weird. A lot of Professor X stuff is weird, but sure. it, yeah um which her somehow her fetus survives and turns into a person which whatever i think it comes down to like he had a guilt complex and so like subconsciously filed her away in some part of his mental and it allowed her to take actual form and anyway blah 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 Who well
0: they, but like the comics is her when they throw the fetus away the fetus survives oh really and grows into a person after we look at that series then that line because I was reading about it, and that's okay. the vibe I got from it, is that the fetus, I
1: thought it was kind of that he had put her in this pocket mental universe. Okay, I, I oh. I'll have to go back and look. Well, uh,
0: but, Cassandra Kane, right? Is what?
1: Yeah, Cassandra Nova. Nova. That's right. Cassandra Cain is DC, different person. Yeah. Uh, well, while you're doing that, the other thing is, and this is maybe I guess to me anyway, more exciting news. Daphne Keene, um, apparently, the rumor is that she's going to reprise her role as X twenty three, which I think is great. I mean, especially if they're doing a kind of Logan focused, um, you know, storyline. Uh, I think that's awesome that she's coming back as well.
0: Yeah. Um, That'll be cool. Okay, so here's what happened. So Cassandra is a uh, Mumudrai. That's what they call them. Okay. Meaning a parasitic life form. Sure. Born bodiless on the astral plane.
1: Okay, so that was kind of right.
0: So it became telepathically entangled with the future Charles Xavier. Yeah. Who possesses vast mutant telepathic powers, of course, as we know. This granted Cassandra psionic powers herself, including the ability to exit the womb as a dead fetus and create a body. So it did pass as so a dead fetus. Us, both of us are right. Yes, yeah. that is weird. Yes. So okay. she she was a being from space, bonded with Charles Xavier in the womb, became his twin sister, died, was born, was stillborn, and then created a person out of the fetus right. cells.
1: I mean, listen. He has an evil twin self. He has a Son, he has a, apparently Juggernaut is related to him as well. So like, there's all kinds of of crazy stuff with Professor X. Moving on. Back to
0: you. So, the Agatha show, as we've been talking about, has once again changed titles, going from Agatha Darkhold Diaries, to Agatha Coven of Chaos, to Agatha House of Harkness, and finally settling for now on Agatha on Wong.
1: By the way, I have a theory about this. Okay. I think that they have been punking us this entire time with all these different titles, and then that's the joke of the final title that they chose, where it's really just been Agatha all along. That'd um, be so funny, they, actually. That's actually the first thing I thought of when I saw that when the news came out. I was like, oh, this is totally a punk thing. Where well, this, like,
0: isn't that what they did with Spider-Man? Where Tom Holland, Zendaya, and the guy that plays um, uh, his friend. Oh I forget the yeah, actor's name. Sure, but I know you're talking but, about But um, all of them posted... The title reveals for right. Spider Man, they were all different. Right. It, that's going to be something like this. With well, look, like, this is a play on the phrase. On the fast Well, on, the, well yeah, the Agatha but that's what I'm all saying along. is like, I like yeah. it when they do marketing schemes like right.
1: that. Right. Like, I feel like that's maybe what it was. I, they haven't actually come out and said that, but that feels like it fits to me. Because really, those other names were kind of stupid. So, yeah. not that Agatha All Along is a, is a great title, but it's a funny one at least. So, reference to the previous show.
0: I actually was I was actually kind of fond of Agatha House of Harkness because it reminded me of the old, um, like, Disney XD sitcoms. And I think that's kind of the vibe oh, I get I from WandaVision. Yeah. And now, so I, think be I feel really like Harkness
1: House that. is more like the old sitcoms, not House of Harkness. That almost sounds too cool to me to be a sitcom. <laughs> but Harkness House, I'd buy as one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. So then James Gunn says what we're all thinking, I think, or a lot of us are thinking, yeah. which is he was recently was quoted in an interview saying that cameo porn, which is basically uh, Professor X showing up in um, you know, Doctor Strange or John Krasinski showing up in Doctor Strange, Um, In other words, all of
0: the people who showed up in Doctor Strange. Right, correct.
1: Um, Cameo porn is one of the worst elements of recent superhero films. I completely agree. They've gone from, oh, that's cool, to like, now we expect it, which is a super bad place to be.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's right on the nose with that. Because yep. look at his Guardians movies; they pretty much don't have cameos, in right? Them. And yet they self-sustain as some of the best movies in all of Marvel history.
1: Well, and we've gotten our we've gotten the the audience trained now. At the end of every movie, the expectation is not oh, there's going to be some sort of cool bumper that's going to either tie back to the movie or like set up the next one. It's going to be well, who's going to be in it? Like, yeah. who are you going to be shocked to see? Oh, cool! It's preo. You know, it's the beast. It's the beast. I was yeah. just going to say. Yeah, and that's what we've trained ourselves now, and that's really bad as yeah. a writing perspective to do that. So, yeah,
0: I agree. Um, okay, so there was an update coming out for Spider-Man 2. Um, it was delayed, which makes me kind of worried. But it was delayed to early 2024, which we are now in. Um, it's going to add new game plus, time of day changes, and changing your symbiote color. Which new all three of those things should have already been in the game. Right. And the fact that they weren't is shocking to me because they were in the first game right. on release. Yeah. Other than the symbiote, obviously. But I'm like, I think it's wild that those things are not already in it. And so it's worried me that not only are they not in it, but they're going to add them, and it's been delayed. So I'm a little concerned, but that's hopefully still coming out. Um, And there's some more news about Spiderman I was going to say, why
1: don't you roll into that? Why don't you roll into it? Okay. Just hit
0: it. So as we know, Insomniac was hacked, um, and that has kind of been an oopsie. Um, But Insomniac decided... So basically what happened is um, the hackers wanted money, to basically not reveal stuff, and Insomniac said, screw you. So they massively, massively leaked a bunch of stuff from Insomniac, including their entire game slate until 2030. So all of their games have already been revealed, pretty Mm much. Um, Personal employee information is out there.
1: That part sucks to me. It's like, okay, it's one thing to leak your 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 game slate, it's another thing to leak personal information. Yeah,
0: so personal information is out there. Um, Tons of Wolverine gameplay leaks. And more than one terabyte of internal data. Um, Among these leaks were a canceled pitch waiting to be greenlit, which we now revealed has been fully canceled. It's probably not happening. Which is too bad. Um, uh, But it was a Spider-Verse multiplayer co-op where you and your friends can play as Spider-Men and women from across the multiverse. uh, But also creating your own Spider-Sons, which is so cool. Mm -hmm.
1: Um, It's too bad that one got canceled.
0: Yeah, that's unfortunate. Um, but this was followed up uh, by the game timeline for Insomniac's Marvel games, including Spider-Man 3, an unnamed X-Men game, mm-hmm. um, and some online versions of Wolverine, Spider-Man, and the X-Men. Um, and so there was going to be an X-Men game coming after Wolverine. Um, the Wolverine gameplay is actually looks pretty cool. Um, it's still pretty rough because it's yeah. pretty early in development still because that game's not expected until like late next year. Um, and so there's still some issues with it but people are online saying it looks terrible and i'm like yeah it looks terrible they're still building it right it's well, not even close to did done did you
1: see insomniac's response to that like i love their response was very much like dude what do you expect they leaked it before we we're ready to tell you of course it's in development of course it's not done
0: yeah like why are we been talking about this you exactly know? yeah Ooh, people are so stupid yeah but i mean what they have looks cool though because there's a lot of clips of him like sneaking around because mm-hmm. people were complaining that it's stealthy and i'm like wolverine is literally the right. closest thing other than moon knight that marvel gets to batman Right, he's sneaky, and he. But then he goes monster mode when he's like fighting and stuff like yeah. that. He's very aggressive and animalistic, and so there's scenes of him like jumping onto walls and like climbing and you know doing cool right. stuff with the claws. It looks cool, um, but the thing that I was talking about about Spider-Man Two is the DLC released. So we know that there's three DLC coming. Um, The first one is going to be about the beetle, which is actually cool. Mm -hmm. I love that. Mm -hmm. Um, The second one is going to be carnage, which was already teased. There's a side mission with carnage in it where he gets his hands on the symbiote. Um, And then the third one is going to be a spider verse tie in. What is weird that I don't see on here is the chameleon because the chameleon makes a single appearance in a side mission in Spider-Man 2.
1: Yeah. I mean, I just feel like he's a character that nowadays, though, people don't know
0: very well. But Spider-Man Two has made a point about using characters that people don't know. Yeah, because they used Mister Negative, who wasn't really popular until that movie or that game. They used in this one. They used. I
1: thought he was a pretty big comic character.
0: In the comics, but like not huge as far as like comic knowledge. Okay, fair. I guess. I mean, he has a lot of storylines, but I feel like he is a lot newer though than like some of the other ones. True. Created. True. Yeah. Um, but in this one, they have Wraith in it. Okay. Um. And stuff like that. So I feel like they they've kind of made a habit of using characters that people aren't super well. Some familiar of the with. like
1: Chameleon is from my era of comics, and I suspect that yeah. some of the designers are probably my age. So they're probably yeah. really, the characters they remember, you know, yeah. and enjoyed. But but I think nowadays I don't know that people really know Chameleon,
0: so. which is sad because he actually has a possibility to be a yeah. He's a cool character, which I yeah. can almost see him being one of the main villains of Spider Man Three when that game comes out because you could do a lot of crazy stuff with him. right. Yeah. But, yeah. So that's all we got for Insomniac stuff for now.
1: All right, so this is one that I think has been all over the news. I'm sure most of you that listen to this are probably aware of this. um, But Jonathan Majors um, has been found guilty of harassment and assault. Um, As a result, um, it was revealed that Marvel had dropped him. No surprise there, but they dropped him from the role of Kang. Um, You know, not a shocker. Marvel had already started to distance themselves from him. And I think they were just waiting on the the, um, decision to be made. And once the announcement came out, I think that was the final straw. Um, We don't know yet if he's going to be recast or not. Um, Kang Dynasty, which was the fifth Avengers movie, that one is now being retitled as like TBD. Um, so we will, you know, they're calling it Avengers 5. So we'll see what that ends up becoming. Um, however, one of the rumors is that Marvel doesn't necessarily plan to move away from Kang altogether which makes sense to me because they've built him up so much. I don't think they can just dump him and never talk about him again. Yeah. Um, so it sounds like what they may do is use a variant of the character, which was great. They've already set that up as being a, a possible thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so the variant may end the saga. My suggestion to Marvel, I know they listen to this and care about what I think. Yes, they do. Um, my, my suggestion to Marvel is park Kang, though, all the way until that movie. Don't mention yeah. him again until that movie. Have it be a variant. Wrap it up. That's fine. But I don't think we need to keep seeing him all the way through. And that'd be an easy way to, like, dodge the issue until then.
0: Because Marvel's not DC, so they don't rehire people who are (laughs) found guilty of things. Yeah, yeah, so that is interesting news there as well. Um, In other news, um, the X-Men movie has gotten some new news about it. Um, It will not include Magneto at all, um, and will likely have Mr. Sinister as the main antagonist, which I think could be really interesting.
1: And, and I think it's an obvious choice. Like, to me, Mr. Sinister is probably one of the biggest ones they haven't done yet in the yeah. X-Men. Um, so that makes sense. And it makes sense that they would avoid Magneto for right now.
0: Yeah. Uh,
1: okay, Mads Mikkelsen. Um, he is reportedly joining the MCU in an unannounced new role. We don't know what that looks like, or even I don't think what movie it would be attached to. We just know he's in talks. So well, a lot of like,
0: people are speculating that it's either going to be him or Cillian Murphy because both of them are in the MCU. We just don't know what they're going to be yet. mm mm-hmm. um, either one of them is probably going to be Dr. Doom. It's kind of, I think, the generally Oh, uh, See, so yeah, and I consensus. hope it's Mads. I
1: don't think Cillian Murphy's the right choice for Dr. Doom. I think Mads Mikkelsen would be perfect yeah. for Dr. Doom. Yeah, I
0: really do. Um, okay, uh, so I'm going to leave that one that's right below that for you because that's, okay. that's kind of sure. in your realm. My ballywick. Um, yes, <laughs> great <laughs> word. Um, writer Peter David is returning to comics alongside Carnage artist Roger Antonio. Um, to bring Miguel O'Hara back in a five-issue symbionic miniseries hitting shelves in 2024. We haven't had any new comics with Miguel O'Hara in a while. right? And so I think they're banking on his popularity from Spider-Verse um, to release a brand new miniseries featuring his character.
1: Well, and Peter David is the original creator of Miguel O'Hara. So right. it's, you know, it's nice when they can have a creator come back and write more about their story. So
0: I agree. And yeah. so we're going to see a symbiote version of him as well. So there's going to be a symbiote storyline, which is kind of a big thing right now. I mean, if you've been following our Bugle Bytes segments, you've noticed that they're doing a whole What If Symbiote series coming out. So I think for some reason the Symbiote is in everybody's forevision right now. Yeah. But, oh well.
1: You could almost say it was a forerunner.
0: Wow, you okay. could say that.
1: All right. But we won't. Instead, we'll talk about Marvel um, is planning a Midnight Suns arc across several projects, uh, which would include characters like Blade, like Moon Knight, it would be Wong... Um, Lilith or Mephisto is being eyed as the main antagonist. Um, I'm cautiously optimistic about that. Like you were kind of implying there, these are definitely a lot of my favorite characters. Um, I would love to see Blade behead Mephisto for his one more... Okay, you know what? I'm not even going to say it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, so uh, it could be good. Um, I really, What I really wish would happen is that some of these templates would be applied to like TV shows. I would love to see some of these characters move more into live action. I know we're getting Blade... Uh, And I know we already had Moon Knight, but I wish they would use them more as street level, kind of like they're doing with Echo, um, you know, type storylines. We'll see. Maybe that'll happen. Who knows? Mm
0: -hmm. Um, Okay. Um, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse is returning to IMAX theaters on January 19th. So go run out, grab some tickets, and rewatch it again, because I will be.
1: Yeah, you will be. I will be. (laughs) For what,
0: the 50th
1: time now? How many times do you watch this movie? I've
0: actually only watched it four times. Oh, only. Oh. So I watched it twice when it was in theaters, once at my house, and then um, I watched it once on an airplane trip flying to Hawaii. They had it in their list of movies on the airplane. I was like, all right, one more time. Let's do this one more time.
1: And and, and gentle snap bites. We can call you snap bites, right? You people who listen to this uh, so. podcast. That works. Yeah. So gentle snap bites. I need to share that for a while... Uh, All Zachary was doing was quoting lines from that movie, and I mean about everything. So we could be having lunch and he would find a way to work a quote into it, or he could be, I am sure, showering and work a quote into it. So listen, I don't think I really want him to see it another time, but that's fine. Thank you for that. (laughs) I apologize to all of your ears. Uh, Okay, last, last, uh, bugle bites. Um, not, not ever. I mean, the last episode, last item for this is actually our last episode of the podcast after that. Um, so <laughs> Stephen and I apologize. I'm going to butcher his name. Is it Ewan? I think it's Yun. Yun. Okay. Stephen Yun is no longer playing the Sentry due to scheduling conflicts. And I thought it was funny because he made a comment in an interview that he may not be asked back. In fact, um, he still really wants to be in a Marvel project, yeah. but that he said I may have burned too many bridges now um, and may not be asked well, back. Did you see what
0: he what he stepped away from Marvel to do?
1: Uh, yes, but I don't remember. It's a little
0: it? indie movie love story. Okay. And he I he was mean, like, listen,
1: here's the deal. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he was like, like, it was a, it's a very just like, like, there's not a lot of hype around it at all. It might be good, but it's from like an unknown director yeah. and stuff like that. But he chose to do that over Marvel. So clearly he must have some hope in that project at least. Um,
1: well, and sometimes you just got to like, like that's a starring vehicle for him. And some people yeah. aren't all about paychecks. Yeah. So, you know, um, good for him. I think he was a weird fit for Century. anywho. So mm. I'm okay with that personally, but um, yeah. we'll see if he's in something else or if Marvel really is done with him now.
0: That'd be really sad, though, because I think it would be interesting to have him as something. Yeah. But, um, yeah, maybe not the century. I don't know. Yeah.
1: All right. That is it for Buglebytes. Um, there was a lot
0: this time. Uh, but lot. We, this is a long episode for what we're talking about. We didn't talk about a lot.
1: Well, what are you talking about? We, we have good content. What are you saying, <laughs> Zachary? Sorry. That's not what I meant.
0: That's not what I meant.
1: <laughs> well, it just, yeah, I think, you know, we broke down every episode for you. We gave them bonus content. That's really what true. I like to call it. Bonus content, yes. yeah. All right. Well, send us out, then.
0: Okay, well, as always, guys, make sure you follow us on our social media pages at Nerds in Suits. If you have thoughts or comments, please submit them to Nerds in Suits pod at gmail.com or reply on our Spotify forums. Um, Definitely keep an eye out for more from us here at Nerds in Suits because we've got more stuff coming your way and Echo is going to be out soon, so we bet you we're going to talk about that and we're going to have our thoughts ready for you on the next episode of Mind the Snap. snap. I almost said Bugle Bites. (sighs) That's all I'm here for. Hold on, let's do this together. Okay. On the next episode of Mind the Snap. Snap. There we we'll go. We'll see you guys next time. That was good. We actually did it. Hey, yeah, we did it.